Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. Joe Biden stated that he's seen and confirmed that children have been beheaded in in Israel following the terror attack by Hamas. There are still many people who are skeptical, and I think that's still fair. But at this point, we have CBS News saying that they've gotten word from emergency first responders in Israel, and uh, Joe Biden is making this claim. It is still entirely possible. Just look, I, I remain skeptical, skeptical, but uh I mean, it's 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 tough, right? We saw what they did. We've I watched another video today of of Hamas killing civilians. These videos they exist. You can watch them. Well, certainly some of these videos are probably fake and repurposed. There are some that are undeniable. So when you hear that uh, children have had their heads removed, I mean, the, the challenge is it's like it's it's more believable than any claim we've heard in a long time. Now with Joe Biden saying it, I'm not about to start believing Joe Biden or the mainstream press. So the only thing I, I I can say to this is take it for what you will. You decide what you think is or isn't. And that's the best we can do until we have some kind of hard evidence. This is what we've got. We also have one of the uh, leaders and founders of Hamas calling for global jihad on Friday, calling on people to uh, to make it to, to attack, uh, target Jewish people to target Israel. And so I hope everybody is just uh, paying attention. You don't got you don't got to be paranoid, but but paying attention because it's getting serious with this stuff. It's kind of freaky. So we're going to talk about that. Before we get started, my friends, head over to castbrew.com. Click the link in the description below and pick up some Cast Brew coffee. When you buy Cast Brew coffee, you are supporting our show and getting the best coffee you'll ever have. I swear, it's the best. My favorite is Appalachian Nights. But of course, everybody loves Rise with Roberto Jr. It's our light roast and it sells better than all the rest. But I know it's just because Roberto Jr. is on the bag and everybody keeps asking for RBJ. But we'll probably come out with an RB3, Roberto Jr.'s son. He'll get a blend soon. And then for Halloween, we have Re-Rise with Roberto Jr. Because as many of you know, Roberto Jr. had a heart attack and died suddenly just this past month. And so in his memory, and as a joke, we're making the zombie blend for Halloween, which will be coming soon and a limited time only. So support the show. Buy Casper Coffee. But also go to TimCast.com. Click Join Us. Become a member if you'd like to support our work directly. If you like the work we do. If you think the message we spread is a good message. We need your support. Your membership is basically how we make this machine run. And as a member, you get access to our Discord server where you can hang out with like-minded individuals, share ideas, work on projects. They are running their own shows, early morning shows, pre-shows, after shows. And when you join the Discord as a member, you can submit questions. So our un- you, c- you can call into our uncensored members-only show Monday through Thursday. We're going to have an uncensored show coming up for you at 10 p.m. tonight. You don't want to miss it. So smash that like button. Subscribe to this channel. Joining us tonight to talk about this and a whole lot more is Chadwick Moore. Hey, great to be here. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, who are you? What do you do? Uh, I'm an author. I'm uh, hawking my book, Tucker, which is the, the official biography of Tucker Carlson, which just came out in August. And I... Uh, was almost done with the book when his show was taken off the air. So we actually pushed back publication, updated the book. I spent, you know, last year working on this, hanging out with him. I was regular on his show, which is how I uh, knew him. And um, everyone seems to be really enjoying it. Uh, and, 
Yeah, that's basically me. I'm also a contributing editor at The Spectator as well. Right on. Well, uh, glad to have you. We also got Hannah Claire Brimelow hanging out. Hey, I'm Hannah Claire Brimelow. I'm a writer for TimCast.com. I'm excited for tonight's conversation. Ian's here too. Hi, everyone. Ian Crossland. Hey, Chadwick, when you were writing that book, did you write about when Jon Stewart went on Crossfire, uh-huh. was it? Man, that was transformative for Tucker. I watched it in real time. Yeah. I think it was the moment it happened. It was like... It was like humiliating, but also he took it seriously because you could tell he had a respect for John, and like he became like a pioneer for justice after that. It was incredible. John Stewart did. Oh uh, no, Tucker. Oh Tucker. Tucker like yeah. he started to step yeah. away from the mainstream and was like, maybe this warmongering isn't necessarily the right way. And he, yes. and he started to think for himself after that. It was really powerful. So behind the scenes, John Stewart he went on that show and he lambasted Tucker Carlson and his co-host, saying Crossfire is bad for America. It's just you pundits going back and forth. And uh, and then as soon as and, it, and they say it killed the show Crossfire Crossfire was taken off the air after that all of America was siding with John Stewart yes we hate this fighting I mean look at us now right yeah after the cameras stopped rolling John Stewart who was there to promote his book said to them um, you know I miss came to town and he trashed you guys and got forward a new station so I think this worked out well for me it was wow. all planned and then John Stewart when the other guy was um, Tucker's co-host whose name slipped my mind right now um, wouldn't take John Stewart wouldn't take any of their calls after that he's a total nasty wow. person wow well, so I, guess well, we're yeah. get well, I got all John. that in the book yeah i put all that stuff in the book we'll, we'll talk get, yeah. more about it yeah we'll yeah. get tucker and john stewart in the room together right. and that'll That'd be, be like he, he, culture john stewart wouldn't take my call either when i wanted so, to interview him for the surge book. we got surge on my right what's happening brother yeah i'm here i'm excited for another exciting episode of tim cast let's get to it here's the story from the new york post biden says he's seen confirmed pictures of terrorists beheading children in israel President Biden said on Wednesday that he has seen confirmed pictures of terrorists uh, beheading children in southern Israel following initial reports that up to 40 babies were butchered over the weekend in homes near the Hamas ruled Gaza Strip. Quote, I never really thought I would see and have confirmed pictures of terrorists beheading children. I never thought I'd ever. Anyway, that's one way to end that statement. I think we actually have the clip. Uh, not here, but uh, here. Let's play this one. I mean, I, I, I've been doing this a long time. I never really thought that I would see and have confirmed pictures of terrorists beheading children. I never thought I'd ever, anyway, I, uh, but there are countries in the region that are trying to be of some help, including Arab nations. Now, still, with this, I'm not... I, I'm not absolutely convinced. And, and, and the issue is, one, I'm not about to start believing Joe Biden, the dude is corrupt as they come. There are special interests that want war in the Middle East. Uh, th- these people despise Donald Trump. And one of the strongest, re- one of the biggest reasons is that Donald Trump was trying to bring peace to the Middle East. Donald Trump was trying to remove U.S. involvement. When, when uh, we talk about how Russia did not invade Ukraine under the Trump administration, they say, yeah, it's because Trump was serving Vladimir Putin. I'm like, yeah, I mean, maybe it's because Donald Trump was like, this is none of our business. We should stop supporting these 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 terror groups, whether directly or indirectly. We should stop invading these countries for oil and mind our own business. And Russia was like, well, if you're not pressing on our borders, we're not, you know, we've got no reason to fight. They get Trump out. They come in and it's war, it's conflict, it's expansion. And so this, this narrative is extremely shocking. Based on the videos I've seen, it's, it's it's unfortunately whether you whether you want to accept it or not, it's easy to believe they did this, right? That's the scary thing. Well, they also thought Trump was a lunatic. Yeah, they thought he was a loose cannon. They had no idea. There was some meeting that actually Tucker told me this story. I'm working on this that Trump leaned over to Vladimir Putin and said, "If you invade if you invade Ukraine when I'm president, I will nuke this shit out of Moscow." 
and Putin believed him. And nobody wanted to mess with Trump. They thought he was a total loose cannon, which of course I don't think he was at all. But that I think is a good a good it impression. It wasn't a bad image to have. It was not a bad image to have. You kind of want the rest of the world, especially your enemies, to think that about your leader for sure. Yeah, yeah. for sure. They don't want to be able to predict you. I mean, the the problem right now is that the loss of life is always tragic. Violence is obviously detestable. But Joe Biden is not a trustworthy president. And so it is hard to believe anything that would come out of his administration, even if it is something awful like this. You don't want to believe they would lie about being able to confirm this. On the other hand, you just can't trust them. Look at everything they've lied about that's... <laughs> yeah. And again, we've mentioned also this, horrible. Then the year of testimony from 1990 mm. that got us into the first Gulf War. Yes. Okay. I don't like the way he said the word confirmed in that speech. He said, I, the, these pictures I've seen confirmed like it was like um he's dropping the word like they they yeah. said talking points make sure you say the word confirmed yeah. when you talk about this i said yesterday prepare for deep fake that we're in another modern this modern war it's gonna be technology you've never seen before utilized and when they tell you something something happened and then some days later you're gonna start to see blurry images or images be wary don't snap to well, emotions well there's here's a really funny one don jr posted a video it is extremely graphic it is brutal and it is of israeli civilians being killed by hamas Community notes uh, were placed on it saying old video and fake because a pro-Palestinian activist f uh, posted a screenshot of a, a thumbnail of the video over and over again with the date of 2016 or something like that. But it is believed now that that was fake and the video is real and now Wired has contacted the government and done a deeper analysis on, uh, on the, I guess, the metadata in the video and found Donald Trump Jr. was correct. The wow. video was from Israel. And it appears that activists are trying to make fake screenshots to trick people into thinking they're fake. Yo, we are in a whole new world of information warfare. Yeah. It's entirely possible that Wired got bunk information from the government to convince us the videos are real. Who knows? Mm -hmm. I, what are you doing? But, but I, I, will, I will defer to if you've got the Biden administration and Donald Trump Jr. And like everyone's kind of like, yeah, this is probably true. I think you're going to have to go with that, right? Yeah. If, if people who absolutely despise each other are like, you know, this, one, this is real. Then. Yeah, well, if, if both warring parties are agreeing on it, they, then... Well, it doesn't seem far-fetched from what we know about this group of people. Like, nobody there, thinks there, this isn't something they wouldn't do, you know? There, there, are, there are undeniable videos. Yeah. Right, so there, there are videos where it's like, I don't know what this is, right? It's a guy and he's like running through a field and I'm like, the video that Don Jr. posted was tough. It's like people in a room being shot and I'm like, man, that's brutal. But then there are videos that are very easily and discernibly of southern israel at an event where you can corroborate the pictures of the music festival and you're watching people be shot and it's just like this happened like we know these videos are real that's the easy thing where it's like the story of of these babies being killed beheaded you don't need it hamas did it and not only that a mad respect to max blumenthal coming on the show and talking about it. He's, he's more pro-palestine but he outright said hamas's strategy is to target as many civilians as possible to use his bargaining chips for against israel they are kidnapping civilians that's their tactic he called it a target of opportunity. And I'm like, make no mistake. This is not in dispute. We, we know what they're doing. I was thinking. Picture this. You're driving on the open road, taking in the beautiful views this country offers. Then out of nowhere, you hear a noise and your car breaks down. While still frustrating, you feel protected because you have a plan through CarShield. CarShield has helped millions of drivers from having to pay backbreaking car repair costs. All you have to do is call before a breakdown. Plans can pay for expensive repairs on your out-of-warranty car, truck, or SUV. All for CarShield's low monthly rate that never goes up as long as you cover your car. With a plan through CarShield, you get protection on over 5,000 major parts and systems with just a visit to carshield.com carlson.
I'm talking big money items like your transmission, engine, electronics, and so much more. CarShield is here to keep you moving forward and make car breakdowns and the repairs that follow just a tiny bump in the road. Go to carshield.com carlson. Protect yourself from the unprecedented rise in costs for parts and repairs. Visit now to save 20%. carshield.com carlson. That's carshield.com carlson. You know, it's horrible. It is absolutely, I mean, it's one of the most horrific things you do to kill somebody. And to kill a small child is like the most horrific thing. But like, what's more horrific? If someone cuts off the head of a baby or if someone blows up six babies with a bomb. Yeah. Yeah, Tim's right. Like, you don't need it. They don't need this to sell the case. Yeah. So the, 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 the rationale for faking it doesn't make any much sense. Right. And, and the other thing, too, uh, I think it was, it was, you know, there were a lot of people that were critical of Max Blumenthal because he does have a more pro-Palestinian stance. But he knows a lot about this. And he actually pushed back on some of there There's a conspiracy theory going around that Israel knew this was going to happen. And... A lot of people are pushing it, some prominent personalities saying that they knew it was going to happen. They let it happen because now they can use it as an excuse to go into Gaza and do all of this stuff and bomb them. And Max was like, no way, absolutely not. He was he said Israel uh, was humiliated there. Uh, many there's, there's a lot of private uh, technology and security firms in Israel that pride themselves on being the best. And this is true because I've covered this stuff going back 10 years with Occupy. There are many surveillance companies that are born out of Israel that are like, we're the best. Israel proves it. Mm hmm. This is is extremely bad for for these for for the uh, this sector the security sector, and he also wanted to mention things. I don't want to I don't want to uh, comment too much on because I'm not the expert on it, but the the military doctrine that Israel has in, in terms of captured IDF soldiers is so extreme. He said Israel would never allow one of their soldiers to be captured. I mean, the idea that they let this happen is just. There's no way. Yeah. And that's, that's he's pro he's more pro Palestine. I mean, I think I find it interesting. I think the big mm. problem is going to be the deluge of information, especially fighting war mm. in the technology age. Right. We're going to have videos that surface from wherever. We're already seeing that community notes are they're They're finding ways to work around these potential safeguards that we have. Uh, the thing that I saw a lot today was parents warning or like parents groups warning parents to have their kids delete TikTok and all their social media platforms while this goes on because it's permeating through all the algorithms. So you're having young teenagers seeing very violent images. And of course, that's deeply serving. On the other hand, if you're cutting all kinds of people off from information, not that teenagers should see violence, it starts to get very dystopian, right? We don't know what's real and we don't know who should be seeing it. We don't know where to stop it from coming from. Man, the community notes thing I think was obvious. It is good that you have these community notes because some of these things are very easily and provably false. But I have seen on more than one occasion people manipulate community notes. It's it's basically if enough people say something is true, they'll just run with it. Mm -hmm. And then you end up with community notes that are like unrelated to the tweets. Or in this instance, someone made what appears, I, I guess the story would, would be this guy's screenshot was fake to trick people. And it's remarkable. Hmm. Don Jr. posts a video. And then some guy posts some screenshot of with with no website address. It's a pictures of thumbnails with a date on it, and that was enough for people on community notes to say Don Trump's posting fake news. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's it, amazing. It, is community notes any better than Wikipedia? Right? Wikipedia no. can be edited, and Wikipedia self censors so we don't really know what information is provable. There's a reason we tell high schoolers you can't cite Wikipedia or maybe community notes in your term papers. <clears throat> uh, it's all you got to follow the back. sources. Mm -hmm. And the interesting thing was that the source on this community note was some guy's tweet. And then, and now people are responding to John Jr. being like, Wired did a, a deep analysis on the video and found the source and said, nah, it's real. Like, it was recorded here. Here's all the confirmation. It's crazy. Apparently, there are like other angles or something. I don't know. Well, I, and 
especially in Don Jr.'s case, I'm sure they want Don Jr. to look like he is promoting something crazy because of his last name. Right. You know, it, yeah. it's sort of a trap from the beginning for him. Yeah. Or, but it's then just Wired, all fake. Wired was forced to defend him. Mm-hmm. Which, and Wired which they like, did not like please, at all. No, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we were talking about this before the show that it's, there's a lot of um, people who thought they were on the same side who are now realizing perhaps they are not when it comes to this issue. And I think that's going to be uh, maybe, a, I, I, obviously, I don't want it to be born on, you know, the backs of death and violence. But on the other hand, reconciling that it's not just the two sides and no one has any lane of compromise is sort of a hard thing to put American culture through. It's just so hard to believe because we've always known, I guess like you're talking about I mean, like BLM and Antifa. Coming. Sure. We've always known that about them. We've always known that about the college left, mm-hmm. that they were super, super pro-Palestine yeah. violence be damned. But I don't think so mainstream I don't know how these left li- realized it. I mean, you I'm maybe not so? the one to ask, but I think, I think because I had known people who would come out as, you know, I, I have Jewish friends who have come out as pro-Palestine years and years before, and it would really shock their community. And I found that to be interesting. Uh, it's not something that I would necessarily have a personal ability to comment on, but yeah. I think there is more division than they realize because they're, especially the progressive left is used to being a unified front all the time. Yeah. Let's uh let's 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 talk about Black Lives Matter. We have this from ABC News. BLM Chicago backs Palestine after Hamas terror invasion of Israel. And this is causing a major backlash and uh, tons of Democrats are now disavowing Black Lives Matter. This is going to be a huge break in the culture war because now you've got Democrats who are like, wait a minute, you mean the far left we've supported want Israelis to be killed? Yeah. Take a look at this tweet. This is an archive. It was deleted from BLM Chicago. It says that is all that is it. And it says I stand with Palestine and it's a it's a paraglider with a Palestinian flag. The paragliders are the ones who went into the music festival and started killing civilians. They did more than just kill. They they right. Kidnapped, raped, raped, kidnapped. Yeah. uh, Children. And so this is this is an image explicitly supporting the tactic of targeting civilians. Look, man. We, we sit here and we complain about war all day. And when the U.S. has collateral damage, you complain about it. We support Julian Assange. He released collateral murder. We see, we, we see these, these war crimes. We criticize Obama. We criticize Trump. Killing civilians is wrong. Israel kills civilians. You say it's wrong. The, the issue, however, is in the instance of Israel, oftentimes what they're saying is they've built a weapons depot and a military base under a hospital. We've given them a warning and we're going to take it out. I say, okay, do I take Israel's word for it? Well, the one thing I can say is Israel at least is saying that much. We are trying to avoid killing civilians. Well, okay. I don't trust governments, right? Everyone's got an agenda, but I can accept that. You then have Barack Obama's ridiculous nonsense excuse for killing an American citizen in Yemen. They've never answered for, and that's evil. But this is overtly celebrating the tactic of targeting civilians intentionally. Yeah. You know, that's Black Lives Matter. What? Max Blumenthal, he was on last night and he said that these guys were paratrooping into to hit a military target and landed next to the target in the music festival. And it was an attack of opportunity as target, opposed to a right. target, a target of oh, opportunity. Well, in that but case. I don't know if it really, <laughs> I don't know how well, much well, well, it matters. Well, well, wait, wait, like, I mean, if he's being factual, he's being factual. Yes, it, but I, it, in terms of, of celebrating it still, I mean, oh, that right. image now is still the image of attacking it's, civilians at a music festival. It's not yeah. a. You know, the wind blew the wrong when way. They, we when, actually meant. Yeah, you know? when they but, made this yeah. image, they knew what they were they exactly, and they kept it up for hours. It wasn't like, "Oops, delete." Right. And, and twenty thousand comments or something before they, they yeah. decided. What I, someone decided to take it down. What I want to be careful of is, you know, people were being critical of Max yesterday. They're like, "Oh, I can't believe he would downplay." It. So, no, 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 hold on. If it is a fact that that Hamas was intending to target 
military bases, that would make sense. They say, we want to hit military bases. And then as they're coming through the sky, they say, hey, look, civilians, let's get them because it is a known tactic to target civilians to use as bargaining chips against Israel. Mm -hmm. Max said all that, too. Yeah, if think... those are facts, accept them. It, it proves definitively, or I should say a journalist with a pro -bi with a pro uh, Palestine bias explicitly told us their strategy is target civilians. Yeah, I think... Why, 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 and why, why would they attack an Israeli military base on Paragla? I mean, the IDF is scary no he's not gonna barge in well uh, what he was saying is that it caught him off guard and it was humiliating it was, it was quiet and off radar because it's they're so low to the ground and no heat probably yeah I, what, what i find fascinating in the whole thing is that there are many people prominent individuals many who are very critical of israel plan, saying that israel news was coming and let it happen and then you have max of all people who is you know much right. more opposed to israel's actions being like no there's no way israel knew in advance they were humiliated by this Hamas was targeting the, mil the military bases and the music festival was nearby. And so it became a target of opportunity for them but because I, it right. is a known tactic they I, use. I'm like, wow. But that I wasn't imagine. the only place that was attacked. Right. Yeah, they went to a bunch of villages. A bunch and, of yeah. Yeah, beaches, and, anywhere. So, so it when makes they, me so, think that their primary target was take out the military perimeter and then with a secondary target of get as many civilians as you can. Right. It's evil. And, and and this is the this is the problem, right? I don't like war. I don't like the conflict. I don't like hearing about children dying in Gaza. They're, they're all these tweets coming out the far left saying, "Oh, look at these innocent civilians." I'm like, "Yeah, it's all bad. It's all bad, dude." But yo, ask. I I can ask this question of anyone, and you're gonna get the same answer. The pro the pro Palestine side knows what the answer to this question is, and they will try to avoid answering it. What would happen to Israel if they removed all of the security fencing around Gaza and said? free movement for all within gaza into israel what would happen oh we know exactly what happened we watched it happen. <laughs> yeah we watched we it watched happen. what yeah, happened when exactly. they tore the fences down yeah there, there there's no question about that and so you know you talk to someone who's pro-palestine and they're going to say well i mean you know it's like oh we we get it mm -hmm. yeah. this is the problem you complain about what israel's doing in gaza but what's the answer well, these people are in open air prison. I'm like, yeah. And if they open the doors, it would be bloodshed. It would be murder. It would be massacres. It would be it would be war. It would be, you know, they they we talk. A lot of people talk about 1948, and how it was wrong for you know the Israelis to push Palestinians off their land. And I'm just like, it's war. I don't have a good answer for you, man. War is bad. It sucks. But the answer today is not to just make the war worse. That seems to be what Hamas wants to do. But anyway, back to the point. Like otherwise, we're going to go in circles. Back to what Black Lives Matter represents. We also have a, a Democratic Socialist member of Congress. He has quit the DSA and denounced them for their support of, of, of all of this. Who who was it? Uh, let me let me let me pull up his name. Do you guys know his name? I, I had his uh, Jamal Bowman. No, was he part of the DSA? Shri, here we go. We got it. Shri Thanadar, congressman. He renounces. He's a uh, let's see, a proud Michigan. Detroiter. Yeah, from Michigan, Michigan's 13th district, and he renounces his membership in the DSA, hmm. saying. Today, I'm officially renouncing my membership in the DSA after the brutal terror attacks in Israel, which included the indiscriminate murder, rape, and kidnapping of innocent men, women, and children. I can no longer associate with an organization unwilling to call out terror in all its forms. Sunday's hate-filled and anti-Semitic rally in New York City, promoted by the New York DSA, makes it impossible for me to continue my affiliation. I stand with Israel and its right to defend itself. There is no place for moral equivocation in the face of unadulterated evil as we have seen from Hamas. I will continue to work towards the goals that brought me to Congress in the first place, universal health care, workers' rights, strong labor unions, equity for communities of color, environmental justice, and compassionate immigration. My ideals have not changed at all. I strongly believe that ending my association with the DSA serves my constituents' interests as they expect me to represent them by helping to build a better, more just world. 
not fanning the flames of hatred. Shout out to Ryan Long, who put out a video called the actor doesn't know whether to support so Palestine funny. or Israel. Because the fascinating thing is, what we're seeing here with Shri, and there's another story about a bunch of Harvard students who are being blacklisted, and now they're putting out letters being like, no, we don't support Palestine. We're so sorry. We're so sorry. <laughs> the default position for, for a lot of these people was, whatever the narrative is, I support. Whatever popular thing is. Current Black thing. Lives Matter was current thing. Yep. We support it. Uh-oh, BLM, not just BLM in Chicago, but LA came out in defense of what Hamas did. Yep. And now, if you tweet in support of BLM, you will get canceled. Mm -hmm. yep. These people don't have convictions, don't have morals, and were marching in lockstep with what they thought was the power structure. That meant when atrocities occurred with on video, and we see innocent people being paraded around, murdered, kidnapped, etc., they ignore that and say, it doesn't matter, BLM is a popular thing. Hmm. Think yep. about that. Just, I want to reiterate that, because that is... That, ex that explains the culture war so well. For all of us, we can sit here and be like, man, it's really bad when civilians die, no matter who does it, right? What Hamas did is horrifying and it's atrocious. We don't want war. I'm skeptical of these videos and these stories. Did babies really get beheaded? Man, this is tough. We try to be reasonable. So many actors, members of Congress, Harvard students, knowing these videos emerged, thought, but the left is in power. So I will just agree with whatever they say. And what happened? Major backlash. Big Regular people were like, bro, you just defended literal terror attacks on innocent civilians. Yeah. It's the problem with people that are obsessed with domestic politics and have no idea what's going on geopolitically. You've got to know both. Well, you're going to speak and I out. think in this case, it's important to note that Black Lives Matter is essentially saying the tactics Hamas use are justified, right? right. If you have a yeah. political movement within the or within the United States that says essentially using civilians as pawns, harming them to get your political ends right. is, is worth doing. That's a very significant statement to take, right? Mm -hmm. We know the Black Lives Matter movements often end in riots, riots and violence. The fact that they're lining up behind this kind of action is something we should all be extremely wary of. Yeah, they share violent means to an end philosophy, yeah. although. Right. It, and they're yeah. confirming it on a geopolitical stage now. Of course, yeah. I'm just saying, they got passed off as being this, oh, we're peaceful, peaceful movement. And I think exactly. Tim's totally right. Ultimately, you know, people don't know enough about these issues to be able to say definitively how they feel about it, but they know they're supposed to say something. That's why Ryan, Ryan Long's fun video is so is so funny. He knows he's supposed to take a stance. He just doesn't know what it is because he takes his cues from everyone around him. <laughs> they, yeah. they, the issue is they don't care that many of the people who are, who are waving BLM flags and these progress pride flags, don't know, don't care. All they're really saying is, I support what we view to be the cultural and institutional power. And so when the institutional powers do evil things, these people march in lockstep behind them. And that's what we talk about. I, I've mentioned that the progress pride flag is, is, is uh, akin to the Nazi flag. Not in that it represents the same ideology, but that it represents people blindly marching behind what they view to be power. This shattered that. And now people are panicking. I love this. This Harvard student this organization being like, we never meant this. No, we're so we, we regret signing this letter in support of <laughs> Palestine. Money, because we'll get our six-figure jobs when we graduate. That's right. Yeah. Because now they're, well, they're realizing they're getting canceled. Right. The, the only thing they ever cared about was looking like they fit in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No morals yeah. and no principles. But there's also, and I agree with you, but there's also, I mean, there's this ethos in the white liberal, I'll say white liberal, but culturally white, you know, the, the Western liberal I think you were touching on this too, and they're they're suddenly horrified. It's this mentality, and it's so racist. I know that word's so overused, but it's, it exposes how extremely racist they are. That they look at people like 
Islamic terrorists, and it's the same way they look at inner city violence in black communities, and oh, they yeah. think, mm-hmm. uh, and they look at Israel, and they're like, Israel's a civilized country, so we hold them to a higher moral standard. Mm-hmm. We hold them to our moral standards. These third world people, they're stupid. Yep. Uh, they're, look at their skin colors, look how they live. We can't expect yep. them to behave how we behave, and they're so oppressed. Yep. So we can't, you know, that we can't, Israel is held to a different standard. They cannot behave like this. These people, they just don't know any better. And we have to be their custodians. We have yes, to stand up for them. Exactly. It's deeply racist. That's, that is, yeah. it, the liberal ethos so much. And But then you have the more violent wing like BLM and Antifa that actually are like, no, we want to see dead bodies and we hate yeah. you know, these people and we want communism now. No, it's it's crazy. But the, I think, the I think polite progressive class, that's exactly what it is. And now they're having this moral crisis of what side to yeah. choose. Yeah, I think that they're going to have a really hard time reconciling this. I think when people want to do uh the right thing they but they don't actually think about the issues they just think about what their friends are doing they have no moral compass i mean with these harvard students you know if they really believed in what they said they wouldn't have backed down nothing mm-hmm. nothing yep. should be worth compromising your values for but it's not about values it's about signaling that they have done the right things it reminds me of you know and it's, it's a terrible comparison to draw but it reminds me of all of the uh, people who suddenly became excited about various causes like uh after uh, the Parkland shooting, all these students who were suddenly oh, yeah. deeply involved in gun violence and they would hold protests and whatever else. And then they would get into elite colleges because they were signaling that they were behind the right thing all the time. I mean, that's how we got David Hogg. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and to what end? What are what are we doing to better serve the, the values of the community? Maybe they really stand by it. But ultimately, it was the thing that they thought would level would help them get in. These last few years have not been easy on our economy. And with tax season finally arriving, there will be millions of hardworking people and businesses that could struggle even more due to the IRS working against them and pocketing profits for themselves. America First Tax Group can help put an end to your worries. Just one phone call to 800-431-5684 and you'll be in touch with America First Tax Group, a full-service tax company that'll fight the IRS's predatory tactics and put you on the path to financial freedom. Their experts can help you or your business with any tax-related problems you may have, from dealing with your back taxes to granting you access to tax relief and much more. Don't wait. Get in touch with America First Tax Group today by calling 800-431-5684. That's 800-431-5684. Or visit AmericaFirstTaxGroup.com slash Tucker. Again, 800-431-5684 or AmericaFirstTaxGroup.com slash Tucker. Advantage moving forward. Yeah, of course. Like corporations virtue signaling, same thing. Well, this is the thing we have to do now. Yeah. (laughs) I think... uh, one of the challenging things coming out of israel is just going to be the fact that so much i know i said this earlier but there's going to be so much information and so much visual media that there are going to be people who knee jerk take a strong stance who then are going to back down and change their mind and again with this congressman i think that's a very solid move to renounce an organization that you have been a part of and at one point would have served you to say oh yeah i'm a dsa member look how trendy and progressive i am yeah i want to pull up this story from wired a graphic Hamas video Donald Trump Jr. shared on X is actually real, research confirms. A video posted by Donald Trump Jr. showing Hamas militants attacking Israelis was falsely flagged in a community note as being years old, thus making X's disinformation problem worse and not better. The first thing I say is um, many of these liberal journalists are really upset that Elon Musk is doing so well. So any opportunity to attack X is an opportunity they will take. Yeah. But in this instance, it actually ends up working out. 
Trump Jr. is being defended. They're in a weird <laughs> position where it's like, well, you know, uh, I guess I guess defending Trump Jr. who's criticizing terror is the lesser of two evils or whatever. <laughs> yeah, in their it, mind as leftists. It's starting to be as Begrudgingly if the lesser of two evils. Maybe right. defending each other as Americans might be the right way forward. This is our weird healing yeah. moment. But so uh, yeah. the gist of the story here and what I want to get into with this is it's it's all fake news and all manipulation, right? Somebody, I, I'm not going to play the video. It is it is beyond graphic. It is it, you did not. Can you give a summary of what it was? Yeah, it's a bunch of bodies on the ground being shot. There's, there's, it's graphic. Just understand. It, it is just, I, I, I don't even want to describe it. Yeah, it's people dying, and they're, and you're watching it happen. Okay, it, it is brutal. And uh, uh, someone flagged it because they posted a screenshot saying the video was fake and from some other time or some other place. But it was a false flag. It was a false. Likely, someone made a fake screenshot, and uh, it's really easy to do. You can, you can pull up the video on a search engine and then you can inspect and edit the the uh, uh, the script to make whatever dates you want to say and then screen grab it's that easy or you just go and paintbrush and just change it so apparently wired did the groundwork and found like no donald trump jr is not posting fake stuff he's, he's posting real stuff and it's funny like when wired is defending trump jr i mean wow there's unity here in this country mm -hmm. i guess but i want to bring up another another uh tweet here this is uh, something i tweeted and uh let me see if i can get a bigger image of this the first image is a tweet from Andy No, where it's a Palestinian uh, Palestine celebration rally in Dearborn, Michigan, where the speaker says, when you go to a Black Lives Matter rally, you see Palestinian flags. When you go to a white supremacy rally, you see Israeli flags. And then a tweet from the ADL. <laughs> white supremacist leaders are openly celebrating Hamas's attack on Israel, cheering. OK, you get the point. This is the, the, like so much is being exposed here. Yeah. The lies of the machine are falling apart. The, 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 the culture war is just imploding right now, and we are being proven right. This right here is one of the best. Pro-Palestine groups claim white supremacists love Israel, and the ADL claims white supremacists are mocking Israel for being attacked. <laughs> yeah, are both true? I mean, this is nuts. Yeah, according to uh, the videos I saw, according to the ADL, white supremacy has a perfect ESG score. Yeah, right. <laughs> so just the, covering so, all their bases. Yeah, exactly. And now there are a lot of people who are outraged that the ADL and the SPLC have not condemned Black Lives Matter as hate groups for supporting terrorism in Israel. And, and Jonathan Greenblatt, who is uh, the head of the ADL, went on MSNBC criticizing them of their coverage of this saying because they were calling it like you know militants and he's like these are terrorists who's writing these scripts like bro you defended these people relentlessly over the past several years Three and years. we kept begging you stop man they're lying and now you get an overt act of terror undeniable like look i'm seeing libertarians who are like no war no intervention being like yo that was messed up what they did like wow like this is brutal and now the adl nowhere to be found when blm i'm sorry dude the ADL is being insulted and attacked by Black Lives Matter who are supporting Palestine Hamas terrorists, and they can't even come out and call them a hate group or or condemn it. I think it just shows exactly what what these groups represent. The, yeah, yeah, the ADL spent the last year telling, well, last many years, saying the worst example of anti-Semitism is anytime you bring up George Soros. There you have it. <laughs> and then now look at this. We have all of it on video and just totally silent. Well, uh, I would like to see the ADL and the SPLC Publish their article saying Black Lives Matter is a hate, an anti-Semitic hate yeah. group. Yeah. You know, it's funny is we've known this yeah. since the Women's March. Yeah. When, when Tablet Magazine published, like, they're pushing insane anti-Semitic conspiracy theories. And there it is. There it is, everybody. Uh, you know, you know. here's the problem. This was, uh, man, when was this? This was like six years ago. The ACLU defended Unite, Unite the Right in Charlottesville, saying you have a right to free speech. Mm -hmm. And then they started losing a bunch of donors. 
And then all of a sudden their message changed. Yeah. Money talks. Yeah. It's like, sure. like I mentioned, these Harvard, Harvard kids who are like, no, we didn't mean to sign that letter in support of Hamas. Right. Whoops. I mean, the SPLC in particular peddles in fear, right? They're able to say, you know, you be nice to us or follow our talking points or we will put you on one of our lists and no one will want to hire you because we'll try to make it so whenever you show up, you're basically a Google felon. I mean, mm -hmm. this is a how Google the SPLC felon. keeps its its donors in check and it keeps its enemies at bay because it says we are the authority on the mor on morality and if we decide that we don't like you, it's all over. And the thing is, they are corrupt. They don't have any sort of moral standing to make that judgment. They're just the institutional power that's there. And when they are needed most, where are they? Nowhere, right? Theoretically, this is the time that they should be the most outspoken and instead they're going to wait until yep. one of their biggest donors says what they what they want them to say and then they're going to follow suit well we need to lobby uh the adl and the splc to to put black lives matter as a anti-semitic hate group on all of their pages yep. if yep. they were really serious about anti-semitism yep. you think they'd do it right away yeah, but they would. i don't i th i'm questioning their they, they, they do i mean, I mean they kind of would have to right it'd be pretty I, so. I didn't even take the check after, after today they, after well we before today I no no they're not working right now they're not updating anything that's why there's they're looking for what nick fuentes is saying right now they're trying to change the subject so quickly or again like i said they are waiting for their biggest donor to tell them what they're comfortable with, and then they'll abide by that messaging. Yeah, I obviously have some some hard feelings about these organizations, but I just think they're mm -hmm. just not trustworthy, and instead they they present themselves in ways to ruin other people's lives and to take money from people who really think that potentially they are doing good. Because that was that's the hardest thing about all liberal causes to me. There are potentially people who are you know compassionate who really believe these organizations are saying what they what they pretend they are doing and uh it's just not the case they're being swindled exactly i don't know if you ever experienced this while you were uh doing your circuits on fox uh i mean you were on fo t tucker show pretty regularly for a while yeah yeah lots of fox shows not just tucker yeah. yeah but experience what experience the Th that you can see there are people who believe something on the left really tr really dearly but ultimately they're being misled oh absolutely yeah and you can't i mean you can't be angry at all of them you know, mm -hmm. I've got like Democrats in my family that, you know, they tr sincerely believe it. And you can't really they don't have any they're not bad people. Yeah. But yeah, these are these organizations. It's not just I mean, it's every organization you can think of. It's like the human rights campaign and glad for the gay stuff. It's, mm -hmm. you know, well, that's all trans stuff. Um, but yeah, you're completely right. I mean, SPLC and, and ADL are pure evil. Mm -hmm. they, they they're smear factories. That's all they do. Yeah. And collect money for it. You yep. know, Semite is uh, it really just means like a, a desert person like someone from yeah. asia and uh east africa and it includes arabs arabs are semites akkadians canites hebrews ethiopians yeah um so like if you hate arabs you're also anti-semitic yeah but that's not what that, but that's, that's not, not the what, idea that's not trying, what the adl has yeah. twisted that's it to not, mean no that's I'm, not what the no come on bro people people use words to convey meaning all right you can't and just they also like, change definitions to control narrative and if we use a, if we all understand what the word means as of today then we can understand what they're trying to say when they say it like when when We've talked about this. When the left comes out and says racism, I have no problem saying they don't mean racism the same way you do. Right. Right. We will translate their version of class and race-based oppression with privileged groups and majority groups versus minority groups, whereas the right says prejudice based on race. So discrimination. The definition of anti-Semitism that you that you're saying that is is commonly understood argument. is that it's anti-Jewish or is it anti-Israeli? Is it which one of those? Anti-Semitism. The common understanding would be anti-Jewish. Right. Yeah. So anti-Hebrew, anti-Hebrew. No one, no one's saying it to to refer to Palestinians. It's not about religion. Akkadians it's about like where that. they're from. It's really about where you're from. So, but yeah, by, by all means, you can take issue with the use of the word Semite in this way. But we know the idea being conveyed. Right. I do. I do. But right. You know, that's so. That's it. I don't to, know to, why they hijacked argument. the term to to make. I don't. It. Who, I don't. I don't know that anyone hijacked it. That sometimes terms become the, like words happen.
Like people use words, Xerox became a verb, right? Mm-hmm. This is a common thing. Kleenex. Yeah. Like nouns, be, uh, proper names become verbs because of whatever reason. And for whatever reason, for good or bad, whatever your criticism is, this is the I, idea being conveyed. I, I suppose I, I bring it up only because we're in an information war and it's better to arm yourself with the knowledge of past definition. Is that really ever been a past definition? Yeah, in in 1770, it was created to describe all those people from that area of the world. Yes, but anti-Semite, was that used colloquially to describe the people of that world, or is it typically just referred to Jewish people? I don't know. Let's find out. Yeah. Well, well, well you, you <laughs> reach it that. We'll you keep talking about the news. Spread the narrative. <laughs> Let but us know what you find out. Yeah. It's, you know, I, I, can, I can certainly understand and respect that there are people who definitely try to manipulate words to gain power as we see with the left changing the definition of sexism and racism and all those things. <laughs> right. But if you're going to be talking to the average person, we simply try to just understand the ideas that are being conveyed and mm-hmm. then, you know, push back. You have back. to go with a colloquial meaning. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And you can criticize, like, I've, I have no problem saying, like, you should use, you know, the word Semite refers to many more people than just Jewish people. So by all means, you know, you can be more specific and just say they hate Jews. Like, that's actually probably more direct. Yeah, and, and you know, I think anti-Semite kind of softens yeah. the general idea. Just say they hate <laughs> Jews. I was listening to one. I think it was a guy from Hamas talking, and they were saying that they wanted to eradicate uh, not not the Jews, but um, Zionists, which is the idea of creating an Israeli. It's a political state. It's not the real. It had nothing to do with the religion itself. And and it was uh, wicked Christians. So like know. people that claim to be Christian but don't believe in God or don't follow the tenets of the faith. Like those aren't real Christians anyway. Do like, you guys see what Lindsey Graham said? We're in a religious war. Yeah. yeah. Do whatever you have to do. Level it. Level level that place or whatever. Thanks, Lindsey Graham. But I, I bring this up in response to what you're saying because, you know, everything I hear is, you know, it was it's the Palestinian people who have been removed from their homes. And it's like, wasn't it like someone else's before that and someone else's before that and someone else's yeah. before that? What, yeah. what, what, did, what did one of our members say? Bring back Rome. Yeah, this is the, yeah. the real. That's why you guys all think about the Roman Empire. Yeah, yeah. It was Ottoman yeah. for a long time, and then before that, it was Byzantine, which was like the Eastern Roman Empire. Before that, it was the Roman Empire. I think yeah. Israel, Greek for a long time. Yeah, before like that, fifteen different Alexander conquered yeah, from yeah. the Persians, I believe. Right. I'm not mm-hmm. sure exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, we're not in a holy war, Lindsey Graham. Uh, we're not in any war. Uh, firstly. Yeah, we aren't. Yeah, yeah what a no, slip on not. his part. Yeah, what, yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I get like, okay, so I, I, I'm i the first to admit and acknowledge, like, I, I'm totally an emotional child and being like, nuke him, you know? But I realize that that's my emotions and I can't really be like tweeting and saying that. Mm-hmm. This man actually, you know, controls Warbucks and member of Congress. And same with Nikki Haley. She's saying the same stuff he is, right? Mm-hmm. This what is concern- it with South Carolina? Like, just today... Right now, I'm having a little bit of struggle talking about it because it's like if we were just hanging out at the kitchen table and just I would be like dark, dark, dark thoughts because it's war and we're talking about the horror and yeah, but we're on TV. Any little idea I have right now is like could spark conflict. And so I'm like, I almost am like self-censoring for better or worse. But I think we're all feeling that. I mean, I think rational people are feeling that, not people who go on who are senators on Fox News saying we're in a holy war. Yeah, I think it's good to be cautious when you're talking generally. I mean, I can understand working out ideas with friends or people that you trust. But in this case, having people like Nikki Haley or Lindsey Graham say, you know, we are in a holy war or, you know, advocating for more intermarriage theory, you have to remember that they are sending your family members to war. I mean, Nikki Haley does have a, a husband who's deployed to Africa right now, I believe. But for the most part, they aren't talking about things that affect them. They are talking about things that affect more working class mainstream Americans. They're willing to make them make the sacrifice. And I don't know if that's actually something we should do, right? I mean, ultimately, I know I make this point when I'm on all the time, but the American government is supposed to serve the American people. And so even if the the two countries are having a religious conflict, I don't know that it's our 
duty to intervene on their behalf, right? Like, what is our obligation to our people first? And I don't know that it's sending young men and women Whoa. to a war that we are not necessarily invited to be a part of, even though yeah. some some sides yeah. may want us to intervene. So when you're a 70 year old confirmed Southern bachelor like Lindsey Graham, he doesn't have to worry about <laughs> his children being affected by this. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't. That's it's completely right. And I think <laughs> I mean him of all people. Yeah. <laughs> and know? again, like it's 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 hard to be online right now. I don't know if you feel this way, Ian, but like it makes me more and more cynical, right? People who call for us to intervene or war, no one calls for something that they don't gain from. Mm -hmm. So what does Lindsey Graham gain from this? What does Nikki Haley gain from this? What does Joe Biden gain from this? Because the American people lose from us yeah. getting more involved in this conflict. That's true. That's the well, yes. I hope you guys are ready for this. From American Military News report, Hamas calls for global jihad, invasion of Israel, and attacks on Jews worldwide on October 13th. American Military News is NewsGuard certified 100 out of 100, if that means anything to you. And they say a leading and founding member of Hamas, Khalid Mashal, reportedly called for a global jihad on Tuesday, asking Muslims around the world to target people of Israel on Friday, October 13th. Video of Mashal's reported call to violence was posted on YouTube and remains up on the platform as of Wednesday at 10 a.m. According to a translation, an analysis of the video by author Brother Rashid, Marshall referred to his proposed day of anger as the Friday of the Al-Aqsa flood, which will send a message of rage to the Zionists and to America. Okay. So, you know, I'm kind of worried. Well, that's they, the, they, they showed their again. numbers. They showed their numbers this week. How many are in this country? Yeah, I was going to say, rallies. should we talk about our sweet, and, sweet border policy? Yeah. And, and, well, how and, many, how many, and, how, how, do we know how much, uh, how many Hamas individuals are in the United States? No, I, no, I was saying with the rallies, with the people who... Oh, right, right, Nazi. right. No, we saw, you know, that there are plenty of people out there that are, are happy to commit violence. Uh, so I live in New York City, so that's obviously a prime target if people want to do this. So under our last mayor, and I doubt that the current one, Mayor Nightlife, has changed this, uh, and I talked to cops about this, actually, for my last book, the entire NYPD anti-terrorism unit was directed to only focus on white supremacy, lone wolf white supremacist terrorists under de Blasio, and I'm sure it's probably still the same. And uh, even cops I was talking to at the time were like, yeah, it doesn't exist. Like, they're mythical creatures. There's no white supremacist terrorists in New York City. Uh, this one cop I spoke to was saying you know, they send the NYPD terrorism unit to go train with the FBI. And even the FBI guys were like, yeah, no, it's Islam. This was a couple of years ago. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. don't listen to what they're teaching you. But still, they took all resources away from Islam, even though since 9-11, there have been something like a dozen either successful or thwarted terrorist attacks in New York City. Mm -hmm. So is the NYPD prepared? I mean, I haven't heard... I don't think so. Mayor Nightlife say anything about the anti-terrorism unit and what they're doing? I don't. I. I, I don't think, and it's. It's just going to be New York. I mean, New York's a big target, but yeah, this is the concern. Look, Kevin McCarthy and Ron DeSantis both pointed this out. Well, you know, whether you like any of them or not, okay, our our southern border is so extremely porous, and we know that several hundred every year, and now more, it's it's gone substantially uh, higher, are on the terror watch list. I don't know if you if you want to trust this stuff or trust our intel agencies or any of this. I'm just saying, like, our border is open, okay. And yep. there are people coming through who are not from South America. There, there, there are people from China coming through. No, no joke. There are people from Africa coming through. Mm -hmm. And of course, there are people from the Middle East coming through. So if Hamas is trying to come, bring in sleeper cells, they've been, they've been able to do it for some time under the Biden administration. When they then say, we're going to send a message to Israel and the United States, I have concerns about what that may be. And it's the one time I hope the, uh, uh, you know, our law enforcement can do a good job of something instead of just framing, you know, rednecks for trying to kidnap people. I right. always hope yeah. they can do a good job, but they just don't always do a good job. I mean, the the border crisis is something that has been an open issue. And we know that other countries 
are not going to say, oh, well, America seems to be struggling to work this issue out. So we'll just let them. We won't send anybody. We're not going to take advantage of it. Uh, yeah. We have no idea what's what's in this, what what the issues we have wrought for our country are because we have left our border so porous for so long. And the Biden administration did nothing to stop this. So should hopefully, you know, everything's fine on Friday. Hopefully nothing happens. But if anything happens, we should look directly to the Biden administration. Oh, did you see the, the Air Canada pilot? Yeah, he got fired. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What happened? He was just posting. What was he uh, posting? Signs in support of Palestine. Yeah, uh, pro-Palestine, and and like people were saying, like he was so radical in his speech. They were saying Jewish people should feel scared to fly with him, and he was put on leave. And wow, that's the thing because you can be pro-Palestine and pro-Israel. I want you can. I want coexistence. I know. I understand the violence has gotten to a point where the vengeance is on people's minds, but that doesn't mean you can't support their, both of their rights and, and divine well, there, interventions to sur- survive. There, there, there are uh, Arab Israelis that live in Israel. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I, the issue seems to be more so religious and and uh i get the vibe it's not i was talking to serge about this before the shows he made a claim that it was oh i I mentioned this that it was about zionism and he didn't really mention judaism and and wicked christians not not christians themselves uh ones that purport to be christian and like people the zionism is the idea of creating an israeli state a political state in that area of the world has nothing to do with the religion i mean you could argue then that israelis all jews are from israel you know judah's father was jacob israel so they're all descended from israel but that doesn't mean that every Israeli is Jewish because Israel had a lot of sons. So there's a lot of um, Orthodox Hasidic Jews. I don't know if they're actually Hasidic. They, they look Hasidic. And I've seen them protesting in New York before that are really anti-Israel. Like they're mm. super against the Israeli state Yeah, for religious reasons. I don't believe that it's, I can't get into the exact theology, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah. There's a lot of senses. I mean, you can be pro-Palestine, you can be pro-Israel, you can be pro-Jewish, you can be anti-Jewish. So there's a lot of things that are going to this. It's not just like as simple as like, that's that's what Ryan Long's joke is about. It's not just one side of the thing. He says, I've, yeah. had, I've had all the stances. It's like, there's not as, it's not as simple as that with I'm, this. I'm it's pro-Abraham. Yo, and Abraham Pro spoke Abraham. to God. That dude was legit and he had an awesome family. <laughs> His kids were badasses and they spawned great tribes of people. So if we can stay focused on that guy, I mean, we have something in common. Everybody yeah. wants control over the Holy Land. Yeah. So that's what it's been over I was like reading thousands of years. The, uh, forward.com wrote about the red heifer. Yeah. And so apparently, uh, beginning of September, they're, 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 I'll give you a really quick simple version because I don't want to talk too much about it, but the general idea is that this is a symbol of like the prop, the messianic era returning or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it's just Christians and, and Jews tend to be aligned in a lot of ways as to what they expect to happen and what they want to happen. And so that's why there's coexistence, whereas Islam is more so at odds, which is yeah. a, a Shipping can make or break a sale. So optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Large portion of the conflict. I was listening to the Quran last night. I've been doing like 30 minutes of it at night or something like that. And they were talking about uh, Ishmael, who is son of Abraham, and he's descended from Ishmael come the tribe of, of Islam. But he's like hanging out with his dad and they're just talking. And I started to feel like I was there with them. It was wild, man. Like you start to feel like you're part of that tribe when you listen to the stories. And I, I imagine it's the same with his brother, with Isaac. I, I haven't listened to a lot of what Isaac did with his dad, but like, 
I understand the pride of being related to that and to, to know and to be able to track back your dynasty to the people. Cause those dudes were like, for whatever reason, I don't know if it was like the strain of the environment that for, that made them listen to God, like under great tension, you have no other choice. You start to hear it. Or, or like if you, if you're starving, you know, then there's better chance you're going to hear it because you're not clouded. What should regular people do? Right. Don't panic. But are people paying attention to this stuff? I'm worried about what, what could or may happen. Yeah. I think Israel is going to be on high alert, obviously. And this could, this could be, uh, this, this statement this guy put out is escalation. Yeah. And that's just bad. Yeah. Outright. Mm -hmm. But if there's already ongoing attacks, there's already rocket attacks. If something happens in the United States, man, I don't want to see the U.S. get involved in another, you know, conflict. But it looks like that's where we're going, right? With special, special operations being offered up to Israel. And uh, you've already got a bunch of politicians calling for direct support, more funding, more aid. But now, and war with Iran. Right. Yep. yep. This is making me think of Putin. He made a statement, and it's, there's a video of it. Jackson Hinkle tweeted it out, and he's basically saying, if men decide to fight, let them fight. Leave the women and children alone. He's like in, he's in a bad place right now. And I'm even, not the even, greatest even, guy on earth. Even Putin's standing with Putin's Israel. Like, he's you like, can't do this. What <laughs> like, we wanted up? some land. Let's like go easy. Not that he, he didn't make life good for the Ukrainians the last few years, but you could say that maybe it's other people it's, were involved I, in I, it. I think it's morale crushing. I think no matter no matter who you are as a leader, like let's, let's, there's, let's, let's say there's the red faction and the blue faction and they're at war. Everyone as human beings have similar desires and understandings and despises seeing women and children killed yeah. this is the not, problem. not every person the pro but of, of civilized countries like obviously we're at odds with russia and china but you will demoralize your fighters if you're actively saying go out there and kill kids they're going to be like man yep. mm -hmm. i don't want to fight anymore yep. like it's just you're not fighting for anything you can you can recognize yep yeah they um, gotta they gotta trick themselves into thinking that the enemy is like a rat, is like not yeah, not a human. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But even then, yeah. targeting children is going to be extremely difficult. It's kind of like yeah. a rat's yeah. nest. Like you don't you don't spare the baby rats, you just take it out. Right. But know? my point is, in a civilized country, in like a modern developed nation, I should say, not don't necessarily mean civilized. I don't know. But uh, in like Russia, for instance, if 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 he goes to if Putin goes to his troops and says. Yes, what happened in Israel? Haha, ha, we're we're for it. He's going to demoralize his men. Yeah, yeah. I don't think Russia's the bad guy. They've been made out to be. It's terrifying. it's like the, the reason why we have these like war crimes and these laws is because we're kind of like, dude, we might fight, but you know, leave the kids out of it. And then we're, we we have that hope that the other the other faction may respect not killing the children. Right. But then you know, one of the things we've learned consistently in the Middle East is uh, kids are not spared. Mm -mm. I was talking to uh, some dudes a while ago in the army. Who had been deployed and they said the scary thing is imagine you're 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 in a convoy you're in a truck and you're delivering supplies and then all of a sudden a little kid walks out into the middle of the road what do you do gotta shoot him in the military and well, the kid has strapped a bomb to his exactly. chest exactly and the kid could have a bomb you don't know what do you do it's i'm an like enemy I'm, combatant. That, you don't it's know horrible. you don't know i don't know don't have the answers it's like that's the difficult thing you're dealing with when you're when you're over there is they will use children yeah. They did in Vietnam too. I mean, it's probably an act of desperation. You know, when the Vietnam, the Vietnamese, they were living underground because the carpet bombs were so intense. So they would send kids walking into camp and with a basket. Well, I know, don't think it's desperation so much as uh, determination to win at all right. costs. I That's think they are willing to sacrifice for that. I mean, that is something that they, if if you believe your cause is is the most important thing you could ever achieve in your life, then 
what is the bar? Where, where is the line? Why wouldn't you send children to do it? Because then they are ultimately right. serving this great cause. I just got a little, Cassandra just uh, hit me up that the Biden White House has walked back the baby comment. What? Really? Uh, this is tweeted out from, yeah, I, we're going to have to look where at this. Evan, Evan Hill, at Evan Hill. Clarification from the White House regarding Biden's remarks. I've been doing this a long time, Biden said of the White House. I never thought I'd see baby... I never really thought I would see. Oh, man. I see. This is why I say you got to be skeptical. Don't trust Joe Biden. Washington Post has the story. What? Yeah, that's amazing. Let me. Uh, where? Where? where what, what is this? It just jumped. Let's uh, let's say. Uh, Biden. Uh, no. Where's where's getting... like he's got a screenshot here. Clarification from the White House recording Biden's remarks. Uh, a White House spokesperson later clarified that U.S. officials and the president have not seen pictures or confirmed reports independently. The president bases comments about the alleged atrocities on the claims from Netanyahu's spokesman and media reports from Israel, according to the White House. But he said he saw them. Yes, and right. that he confirmed yeah. that they were real. Yes, saw, confirmed. <laughs> and then when you click the link to play, the article, here, here, here's, here's what he said. I never really thought that I would see and have confirmed pictures of terrorists beheading children. I never thought I'd... Hey, we all knew oh, Joe wait. Biden was a and scumbag. But, but wait, he didn't say he did. He just said, I never thought I would. I never I thought would I would... See and have confirmed <laughs> pictures of terrorists... Maybe he's more clever than we thought. Yeah. <laughs> he read yeah, the script. Yep, thought. weasel words. Yeah. Assumptive language where, you're right, he didn't say he saw it. Yeah, I didn't say He that. said he never thought he would. And he didn't, so he's good. But the right. implication is, of course, that you did see it. Yeah. Saying I never thought I would. Especially with this big emotional pause, like he's, uh, yeah, he's yeah, so he's, overcome yes. by his emotion, he can't finish his sentence. Yeah. When yeah. I go to the Washington Post link, I just get in a dead link. It's not taking me to the story. Did they delete the story? No, it's, I think they're updating. Oh. So it is updating, but I'm not seeing what he, what he, what this guy screen grabbed is not appearing on Washington Post. Washington Post has now removed it because the White House has right. had to walk back their walk back. Jeez, what's real, man? This could be a fake. A fake debunking right yeah, yeah who knows? but he never said that he saw it that that clip does not appear in the article so this screenshot from evan hill who is a washington post visual and forensic uh, investigations at, at wapo whatever this link is is not what he posted hmm. so i don't know where where this is coming from so i don't know no idea. Yeah, well, let's stay stand on Biden's words. He never thought he would stand see it. On Biden's and that's words, all he wow. said. So as far as I know, he never saw it. He never claimed to have seen it. He never thought he would confirm that. I have no information. He never said that he did confirm it. It's not not good, though, that the leader of our country is being so ambiguous in his speech in a way that could potentially be seen as inflammatory and right. calling for more intervention hey. on the U.S. Like, it's not okay that it's not clear. This yeah. is a time when we right. need clarity. He is supposed mm -hmm. to offer this to the American people, and he's not. Yeah, he just wants to be on, on the right side of history, you know? So, like, like Ryan Long. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he doesn't really know what statement he's supposed to put up yet. He's waiting just, to hear. Right All I stance. can say is right now, this tweet from the Evan Hill, from Evan Hill to Washington Post, I'm not seeing corroborated anywhere else. In fact, all of the most recent stories from the past few minutes just show Biden's quotes of him saying, mm. uh, implying that he had seen it. So yeah. that Washington Post link is dead. So I don't know what he's posting. Hmm. So I, I assume it is. This is what I was saying. I'm skeptical. I'm not about to start trusting Joe Biden, yeah. right? Mm -mm. <laughs> there you go. Wow. Did they run it as if he said that he saw it? They ran the article that we read earlier. With the, it, the, oh, the, the, dude, look at this. NBC, uh, was it NBC News? Biden, Biden says he, he saw. He, he didn't saw say photos. That. He said that he, could, he couldn't, he didn't think he ever would. That's yeah, all he that's, said. That's so, I never really thought so that I would see and have confirmed pictures of terrorists beheading children. 
All right, look, if you want to get and to we Joe Biden, Joe Biden we, you would never say also, unless you didn't want people to think yeah, that you did see it. I think, right. I think I mean, for, right. to actually <laughs> let's, verify, let's not. <laughs> I think to verify what he said, you'd need yeah. the, the two minutes leading up to the I, statement. I never thought I would see a video of Joe Biden mercilessly beating a child. <laughs> I never yeah. thought I would confirm it either. Yeah, I never thought I would see it confirm it. Yeah. <laughs> you can't sue me, Joe. I never said yeah. I saw a video of it. You yeah. said you never thought exactly. you'd see one. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow, this is the beginning, man. This is like this is the future of warfare. Is your yeah. mind future, man? If yeah. you if they can it's, get it's you to, right now. to turn on your al to turn on your neighbors, like that's how that's the best way to win is Alex to get your Jones enemy to turn on the curve. Infowars, yeah, Info Wars, yeah, you know? definitely. Yeah, it's weird. That is, these are wild times, man. It's totally crazy. These are wild times, my my friends. Do you want you want to know how wild these times are? It's this wild. Jenk Uger has formally announced he is running for president. Good. Oh, oh wonderful. And so we went over this before. Uh, Phil Labonte tweeted at him and said, I thought you were born in Turkey. Apparently his parents were U.S. citizens. Wow, no uh, way. So he was wow. born in Turkey. That, that's that's what people are saying. He, he was born Ted in Turkey. He can Ted Cruz's way into this. Oh. His, <laughs> his parents were Turkish, but were also American citizens. That means that he was born of American citizen parents, and that would, like, right, Ted Cruz. Mm -hmm. He says, yes, I'm running against Joe Biden for the Democratic nomination. Joe Biden is down 24 points on the economy. He has no ability to make up that kind of ground on the most important issue. We need a new candidate now. Oh, I'll take Here's his website. Party? No, I just got to say. Is that going to run in the DSA? What, what is this? <laughs> Bro, hold on. No, 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 no. I'm, 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 up, I'm like kind of upset about this. This website is poorly done. It is. No, for real. Like, come on, man. This makes me think he's absolutely not serious at all about this. It's like web and it's like, here's a chance to get a big platform and, and, and right. This, this does not look like a legit, legitimate web. I don't know. Maybe I'm just being a dick. I mean, it looks <laughs> like it's from like 1998. So it looks right. like he whipped it together like three days ago. Like he just started think, thinking about it. But he talked it. about this well, several weeks ago. Oh, the, yeah, he did. He has like a month or two right. ago. He's I'm like sure an, you think that for years. I, I, I'm sure. The most, <laughs> the most important election of our lifetimes. We need a new candidate. He says Biden is 13 points lower than when he barely beat Trump in the Electoral College, 44,000 votes. Biden is 24 behind, points behind Trump on the economy, the most important issue. Biden is currently trailing Trump when he has to win the popular vote by five points to win the Electoral College. Wow. He says time off for mothers, paid family leave, higher wages, $50 minimum wage, affordable health insurance, public option, fight corruption and gerrymandering. Uh, the end gerrymandering thing is like extremely naive. I think that's just like... <laughs> Yeah, because like we've talked about, about quite a bit. These people will be like, have you ever looked at a congressional map and you notice that there's like a block here and there's like a little thin line and then a yeah. block there? Yeah, the reason for that sometimes, or I say the general reason for it is you don't need a congressional district on dead farmland. Like that's one guy who lives there. You don't need a, a congressional district on like a big plot of government property either. Yep. The congressional districts are where people are. Right. And so that means congressional districts are going to be shaped very oddly. That being said, fair point. It is typical among political parties to try and figure out how to win as many congressional yeah. seats through gerrymandering. So that I understand. But a lot of the arguments they make for it, we don't want to end gerrymandering. In, 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 we don't want to end this. We want maps to be drawn out, but we probably want a, a more fair method, a more appropriate method. But I think the the actual reality is there is no legitimate way to do it any differently, right? The, uh, that's just it. There's there's no way to be like it should just guarantee for Democrats or Republicans. Mm -hmm. But anyway, outside of that, you could pick like a random. Vote for Jake? You could do a random subsect of people within an area and be like, if you get if you draw one, then you're going to be part of this caucus this time. If you draw two, then you're part of this caucus. So your vote goes towards the 
the the related caucus. So it doesn't matter where you live, your vote doesn't go to your locality. It goes to a random because we're kind of decentralizing. Where it's not about like it's all not local anymore. It's you know it isn't a guy like three a polling states. place, right? Like that would be very difficult for polling places to to pull off. I think because I just feel like that's such a precarious uh, can bureaucratic we, system already. Yeah. Can, can we, we add Jank to the uh, polling aggregates now that he's an officially yeah. declared for candidate? For sure. He's a far superior candidate would to Would you like Joe to Biden. see a, a Jank-Biden debate? Because I feel like that could be really entertaining. Jank would <laughs> run circles around Joe Biden. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think a lot of people would run circles around yeah, Joe Biden. To be fair. Yeah, <laughs> to be fair. <laughs> That's not really saying much. <laughs> I want to see an Ian Crossland-Joe Biden debate. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Joe Biden would be confused the whole time <laughs> and just like, well, I'd love to. I'd listen to him till his brain starts to work again. And he starts to be like, <laughs> what do you mean? He's like, going to sundown. He'd be like 20 years younger. That's my goal with Joe Biden. Get him to snap out of it and remember who no, he is. No, I want to no. see a Joe Biden yeah. Vivek debate so bad. Because you imagine the comp, the racist things that Joe Biden would call him. <laughs> oh, 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 so true. Oh, it would be so funny. <laughs> like, he's easy to humiliate, but I'm concerned that he's our commander. So I want him to be strong until he's no longer the commander. Then I don't care what he does. What Homie that? is 80 years old, dude. He's not going to snap out of it. Yeah. He's going to degrade. It's called yeah, neurogenesis. It's yeah, it's, oh, no, okay. It's, it's certainly possible. Neurodegeneration. Okay, here, here's what you do. Like you pump him full of NAD and stem cells. And psilocybin. Yeah, and sure, the, that well, too. I don't know about pump full of, but pump yeah. full of. Uh, we'll, uh, what about slow. Jenk joining the Gavin Newsom DeSantis debate on November 30th? Oh, I'm for it. I'm, yeah. I'm totally for it. For it. We I, would, I want Jenk on the debate stage. I think I think Jenk would do better in the debates than Newsom and DeSantis. Mm-hmm. Probably knows the issue. No question. I mean, Jenk mm-hmm. uh, Uger is a, is a media personality. Talks exactly. He said a, a bunch. Right, he talks for a living. I think it would be absolutely fantastic. I, I, I'm willing to bet he would say a lot of things you'd actually agree with too. Yeah, I think Jenk Uger would be a better candidate than anything the Democrats have to offer right now. But I, I would, I, I don't want Jenk to win. But that's why I've said before, it's like I'd rather, I probably rather have him than any of the other Democrats. At the very least, I, I think he could be pressured into a pardoning Assange. You know, it's going to be bad. Oh, true. I think his policies are bad. But I'm more inclined to believe we're going to we would get less war with Jenk than with any other Democrat. Yeah. Newsom is going to be like. You know, just like B tier Hillary Clinton, oh, just yeah, more yeah, neo totally. neo lib yeah. establishment garbage. Yeah, this is great news that he's so running. I'm I'm glad that he's running. I want more anti-establishment. I want m- more you know different uh, political political backgrounds to mm-hmm. be challenging the machine. Yeah. yeah, we could get him in here. Yeah, chunk yogurt twenty four. Who should uh, should we bring him in here with somebody to, to debate? We have you invited we have invited this guy to come on the show like eighty seven times. Right, eighty eight's wow. what's all about magic number. Well, now he's on the campaign trail, so he really wants to <laughs> now be he here. Needs the attention. We've hosted exactly. multiple presidential candidates. I'm just gonna say I would I would love to have him on the culture war show with uh, Phil or maybe someone else. Yeah, I'll come on to have like a calm conversation about these issues. I mean, yeah, maybe if it was like you, me, Phil, and him specifically, just culture war discussing policy and 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 stuff. Whereas, you know, like IRL is like we have a bunch of news articles that we go through. This is the big news. Jenk just announced he's running. That's why we're talking about it. Culture War is uh, Friday mornings and it's usually much more just like we're going to talk for two hours about whatever we feel like talking about, mm-hmm. wherever the conversation goes. Yeah, I'm down. It. Let's let's, you know, I'll send a message. So we can book him. Cool. Nice. I, 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 I am glad that he's running. I think he's better than all the Democrats. I do. And I and I, I like if I had a choice between him or Trump, I'm voting for Trump. No question. But I mean, to be completely honest. If I had a choice between like, who, 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 like if, if whew, this is tough, Joe Biden or Mitt Romney, I'm out. Uh, man, I gotta go with Romney. Peace. I don't know what Romney's dude. up to, but Biden's so low right now. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just well, out. Right? Romney's retiring. He said, "I'm, I need to I'm leave because I'm too old." Which yeah. is, but how about this? That's admirable. Joe Biden or Nikki Haley? 
Nikki Haley. Oh, that's oh, I can't take the old man. He's not you got there. Nikki Haley, I know. Yeah, no, you have to. no way. Nah, not happening. Nikki Haley is like, she's like, I don't want to go to war with Iran. Just I'm sorry. Just RFK at that yeah. point, you know? Hey, right, right. We have the nice so, independent. He's there for a reason, guys. But I feel like, but I don't even like RFK. So my, my, the reason I bring this up is, where is Jank on the top 10 list of who you would consider voting for? I would say this. Three. He's up there for me. Yeah. He's certainly not on the, I never would, because he has an, a, 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 a light anti-establishment bent, but he is still fairly establishment. But I, I, I can respect that he argued with Hassan about uh, letting criminals out of prisons. And I think I, I would look if 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 I'm looking at Nikki Haley and Joe Biden and the only other candidate was like, I'll pardon Julian Assange, I'd vote for I'd vote for Jane. Yeah. Like that, that that issue matters a lot to me. I think yeah. that was an a, outright egregious evil committed by the United States. I think Donald Trump wanted to bring Julian Assange back to the U.S. because Julian had information that would benefit Donald Trump and and strike at the heart of the deep state. Mm -hmm. I can respect Trump wanting that information, but ordering the extradition of of Julian Assange is just using a man's life for political purposes. So, but you know, I, I that's that that's about all I can say. I think that's how it would break down for a lot of people. They would then look at what are my top two issues and who is most closely aligned on those, even if everywhere else I don't agree with them. I mean, if you have two candidates you really don't like, you pick the one that has at least a chance of giving something you want. Well, maybe he'll run as an independent and then really spike the hmm. Democratic Party. Oh my gosh, it'd be so funny. We have multiple independents in the race. But here's, here's, y'all need to understand this. I support Jenk Uger's efforts here 1 million percent for another reason as well. He doesn't need to run as an independent to spike Democrats. By running, he is pulling donations away from other Democratic candidates. That's it. Yep. Mm -hmm. And donations matter. Contributions matter. Spend matters. And so if Joe Biden was running as the incumbent unopposed, which he should have been in any normal cycle, but because the dude's brain don't work, he's got competition. Mm -hmm. All those donations are in his pocket. It's one of the reasons incumbents tend to win, that all the money flows to them. They don't have to beat off uh, a primary, for a, a lack of a better term. <laughs> and... Uh, Right now, what Jenk is doing is basically saying, donate to me and progressives will. They will. And then uh, not every single one, but a lot of them. And that's money that Joe Biden could use mm -hmm. that he won't be having. Yep. It sort of feels like me and Chank Uger and Matt Gates were really good friends that used to hang out at Taco Bell and talk politics. Like, that's how I see those guys. Like, tempers <laughs> flare, but I don't care. It was more about the ideas. I love it. I love that they're so intense and in their own lane and they're doing their own and they're willing to run for president. Like This was guys. the most compelling thing that RFK Jr. said during his uh, announcement that he's going to be an independent, which is that it, it should be about serving the people and it should not be about I'm going to. He said there, there, there has to be a moment where you realize you're not going to get your way on everything. Uh, and it's not that I think he is the perfect candidate, but I think this idea that we have to give up the addiction to fighting for the one side we've stuck ourselves on it is worth hearing, right? I mean, and we are seeing it bear itself out right now as as the news plays out. I cut you off. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. That's great. Uh, I what I was going to say. <laughs> no, you, did you, were you always conservative or are you, where did you develop politically? What's oh, I was, that? I was one of those 2016 babies that was like, always voted left and, and, um. And what changed? Uh, I was sent to, I started doing a bunch of stories that year that were very, cause I, I wasn't really, I mean, I was writing for like the New York Times, I was writing for all these liberal places, but I wasn't super political and, um, that summer Pulse happened, I was reporting on that, that affected me a lot. Islamic terrorist attack 
then I profiled Milo Yiannopoulos for a magazine, which was the first time I met him. And then, you know, you're saying all these things. I was like, I've never heard anyone say that before. That's exactly what I think. Mm-hmm. But it was just sort of, I mean, it was, a, it was a basic thing of just looking like for the, you know, suddenly looking into everything that I thought, you know, I was one of those like, I, of course I believe in equality. I have to, I'm a Democrat, you know, mm-hmm. I, I work in the arts. Um, but then I started looking into everything. I'm like, why, whoa, whoa, they're lying about this. And if they're lying about that, why are they lying? Why do they have to lie if they're so right? And then I, I never really, I think a lot of, and I think a lot of young people are like this too on the left is they don't really think of the end game of what they're advocating for. I'd never just really given it much thought. It was just the platitudes. Mm-hmm. And in your social circle, it sounds Oh like. yeah, absolutely. And then of course, when I came out as, you know, not left, I don't really say conservative anymore. I think I, I said conservative for like a minute, but I don't really know what that means. It's so yeah. So yeah, you know what I mean? Like, um, oh yeah, I was like fired from all my jobs and all mm-hmm. that stuff. Um, but um, yeah, that's, uh, that was mine. I want to, I want to pull up this tweet. Ben Shapiro is getting into it with Tucker Carlson. Shapiro responds to Carlson's moral equivalency struggle session here. And I'll play a little bit uh, from Ben for you guys. And Tucker, by the way, then continued along these lines. He did an interview with Vivek Ramaswamy. And he likened what just happened in Israel, the the kidnapping of women and their rape. I mean, he's showing video of this happening, like as he's talking about this. He compared that to drug overdose deaths in the United States. Now, I, I believe we should fully care about the 100,000 drug overdose deaths that happen in the United States. These are two completely different issues. To, to go this far afield to link the issues, you're, the only reason you're doing this is because you wish to downplay the atrocity that just happened in Israel. You're not upplaying the atrocity of what's happening on America's streets. Those are two different types of atrocities. People who are addicted to fentanyl, sticking needles in their arms and overdosing is a, is a, is a moral blight. It is a moral atrocity and a moral evil for people to kidnap women, rape them, and drag them back to the Gaza border. Those are not the same thing. So, uh, oh man, this is interesting. Saying that Tucker is trying to downplay the atrocities of what happened. That's a bold statement from Tucker. Let me play a little bit here from... um, From Ben. I mean, from Ben, sorry. Let me play a little bit from Tucker here. I got to say, you you mentioned moral outrage, and and I thought the videos from southern Israel were morally outrageous, and I, I was offended Me by too. them and, and saddened by them. Uh, anyone who saw them, I think, was. Um, but you don't have to look far in the United States for moral outrages also on video. And there's not a city in this country, not just the big cities, but cities of 10,000 people. I was in one yesterday. that doesn't have some constellation of drug-addicted young people living outside. We call them the homeless. They're drug addicts. And they're addicted to drugs that were imported across an open border allowed by the Biden administration. And they're dying more than 100,000 a year. Now, you could call it genocide. You can call it whatever you want, but it's the death of over 100,000 Americans a year and the living death of millions more who are living outside. So this is interesting because Tucker's talking about 100,000 young people dying from these failed policies. Ben's making it seem like he's just comparing drug overdoses in general to what we just saw happen in Israel. I'm curious what you guys think. Whose team are you on? Team Tucker oh. or Team Shapiro? Well, obviously. Hey, here's Ben Shapiro putting a muzzle in someone's back because he's not crying hard enough about you know Ben's number one issue, I, I assume. It's like, what, what is... T- Tucker's being very consistent. He's extremely nationalistic, populist, and he's making a point of... Yes, we're all horrified by his images, but you know I'm focused on my country. I mean, this, it's very true to who he is. I mean, he's not saying this is not outrageous or anything. Why Ben's upset that Tucker's not angry enough? I think we're all pretty angry about it. I mean, that's why he had 30 minutes of his show dedicated to it with Vivek. Mm-hmm. And he yeah. wants to say, let's not forget what's happening in our own country. Where's the outrage here? 
yeah. wish we were all as outraged about what's happening in our country as we are about what's happening in Israel right now. Mm -hmm. Seems to be what he was getting at. Or Ukraine. But that's not good enough for Ben Shapiro, apparently. Or Ukraine. When we were all putting up the flags in Ukraine, yeah. I wish that we or, cared as much about what was happening yeah. to the people in Appalachia when they were being given uh, opioids at, in mass and then being made fun of in private emails. I mean, I am not saying yeah. that these things are even comparable. I think both parties are maybe making a, a weird comparison, but there is definitely tragedy in America, and it is good to acknowledge well, I mean, that we don't get we don't whip ourselves into the frenzy that we have. A hundred thousand dead over this stuff a year. Yeah, I mean that's that's it's it. You know, like I said, Ben is saying one a person ODing on on heroin is is a, is a moral blight, but it's an atrocity to kidnap, rape women, and drag them to the Gaza border. Okay, well Tucker said a hundred thousand dead, so. You know, we can we can talk about like I absolutely agree in 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 the sense of what Ben is saying that yes, beating, raping women and kidnapping them and dragging them to the Gaza border is is a moral atrocity well beyond someone overdosing. But Tucker saying a hundred thousand people overdosing, I think gets to the, gets to the point of something very serious here. Yeah, poisoning an entire society. Poisoning an entire society, right? Yeah, a different kind of attack. But here, here's, here's the other thing I'll add to this too. It's like first the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. There's a video, uh, uh, I, don't know, I don't know if there was a video, but there's, there's a story out of Philly where a woman was raped on a train in front of a bunch of people. I think they filmed it. Oh, yeah. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. Yeah, so women are being beaten, raped, and kidnapped all the time in the United States because of the crime and because of the policies of these soft, these soft on crime Democrats. These policies are resulting in criminals being released. And then we just had that woman in Baltimore who was presumably raped and uh, uh, murdered on her roof, this uh, tech CEO. Now you've got the, the guy in, in uh, uh, you've got the guy in uh, New York Ryan Carson, I think his name was, who was stabbed and killed. So, you know, look, I can understand organized actions by Hamas into civilian areas is an atrocity. But I, I think Tucker's making a, a, a relevant point. He maybe could have articulated a little bit better yeah. if he wanted. To, but he, he mentioned 100,000 deaths. That's what you would call derailing. Uh, what Tucker did. He derailed the conversation into another uh, direction that he well, that's, wanted that's to... Called that's called a segue. He took them into a tangent. Yes, a tangential segue. Oh, so but, we lost... Does, does ben, it's his show. But does oh, Ben not watch right. Tucker Carlson? It would become so out of character if Tucker Carlson came on and started like, we need to go to war and this is the worst thing that's ever happened no, but in the history of mankind. This is, this if is, it were about another country. You know? This is, this is the other thing. This, this is Tucker Carlson doing a segue. I where, support where in a conversation, personally. you'll say, yes, I do understand that you like the color blue. Something else that's blue is the sky. Yes. Have you noticed it in the sky? I, I we particularly, do these things, we do it all the time on this show. I do it particularly. I do free association where if no, you're no, talking no, no, about no, a no, color, no, no, I might no. mention something else that's the same color. And you're like, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about no, this that's thing. Derailing. That Segways are different. You're derailing, derailing me right now. Anyway, no. we're joking. Segways are when well, I'm, we, usually, we, we will talk for 15 or 20 minutes. And then we'll, say, we'll be talking about fake news. And I'll say, speaking of fake news, we have this article. We segue on by saying. Tucker yeah, it's Carlson as if they caught the end of his segment on the, on the attack and then they the beginning of his segment on the drug overdose. And he's trying to shift yeah. the conversation from Israel into American issues by saying, you know, these things are really, really bad. We have some things that we're really concerned about here in the United States, too. Normal segue. Because he has a presidential candidate on. Mm -hmm. Right. And he spent the last 20 minutes talking. About I, I look, man, I like Ben and I respect his anger, frustration. Um, he's probably really and, scared. He probably 
has a lot of friends Fear. over there. I mean, absolutely. His family and Wasn't friends. He it's there terrifying. When it was happening? He was there? I don't remember. I could have misread a tweet online. Oh, I don't know. But I'm saying Jeremy I, Boeing put up this thing being like, Ben is safe. He's just observing the, the holiday, so he's okay. not on, so, on social Well, media. good. I'm like, I could be totally off on this. Nobody I, I, I completely respect Ben's emo, like emotional state. He's he's highly he's he's highly agitated. I don't mean that to be mean. I mean he's clearly this is affecting his family, probably his friends. Definitely. Uh there there are there I am sure that, you know, he may know people who are who are victimized, injured, maybe even killed. But I just want to say, on top of all that, cooler heads prevail. And now's the time to be like criticizing Tucker Carlson for doing a segue. And maybe, yeah. you know, if Ben had approached it more calmly being like, Tucker, you could do a better job, please. Let's, yeah. I think it would have hit, it would have landed better. But again, I can understand why Ben's upset. I'm not trying to be a dick. Yeah. Apparently he left just before it happened. Just so you know. Yeah. Wow. Just before. And, and he wasn't on the internet either because no, they were observing so. Sabbath. So yep, exactly. do you think it would be a good time to bring like Israeli scholars and, uh, or, or I guess to say Jewish scholars and Muslim scholars together for a conference? They do that all the time. Is it good to do right now? Or is it, I we, mean, we, did, we, why did, we had Max talking about it and it's just like, it's, it's, it's never enough. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's just maybe if we do it we can publicize also, it to another he, it's like a new crowd culture war episode we get an imam and a rabbi and a yeah, priest we could that would be epic it'd That'd be, be really super cool. interesting yeah. the thing is though like those are good and it's good when people who are um expert in their field they're, they're studying their religion whatever it's good for them to talk about things but you have to remember the people on the ground are making decisions to participate in in either side of this or not and so someone having sort of like an elite group of scholars having a conversation doesn't mean that it's going to affect the hearts and minds of the people that are actually living in the realities of both of these I'll countries be honest, right now. I'm most concerned about the kids that are nine. They're going to be 22 and 11, 12, 13 years and remember this. Like the kids in 2009 the, whose sisters were blown up, they're all in their mid early 20s and they're ready to fight. I'm talking about like the, the Palestinians that were there during the Israeli attack in 2009 or whatever you want to call it. So it, it for in those situations war, maybe if we if we have conversations early now and these 11 12 year olds that have lost their family members have something to listen to then maybe that'll help them clear you know think properly over the next couple of decades well you know that's like the best i can do is is just talking on a microphone other than going to gaza which i want to do too yeah i i think that it's not wrong to want to have conversation i just mean that the it's easy for us to who who don't live in the middle of these countries to say well if we just talk about it more then maybe we'll be able to reach an agreement and i don't live with the cultural and religious um complicated feelings that come with both of these places i i live in america and i'm christian so some of the things that go on are things that would be very difficult for me to understand i don't know that we are in a position to offer a solution because and you know like all conflict in war in history it's so deeply complicated and it's uh, not just like one thing happened and suddenly they're fighting. This is a very layered, complicated, um, tension, contentious relationship that has hit a very serious breaking point yeah. and resulted in very serious violence. Yeah. It's like it's been a thousand years. You know, mm -hmm. it's not it's not like it's just going to go away tomorrow. That's yeah. one thing that we can say for sure. It's not going to just end because some people discuss some things and someone viewed them as being there. Because even within Islam, they have different uh, opinions as to who leads like the spiritual successor of Muhammad on earth. So it's uh, it's not going to be that easy. I just, I know what you're saying and I get it. It's noble, but outside of a cultural episode, I don't know. Uh, I yeah. want to do a new show maybe every Tuesday. Uh, oh, the religious one, show one to about. two to three hours where we, right. we fly in religious experts. It could be anybody. But if you guys support that in the audience, hit, give me a five in the chat because uh, I've been thinking about it a lot. And I don't think 
wasting time makes any sense anymore. But I mean, the entire region only, well, some, only functions with strong men in power. Look what happened when they took out yeah. Gaddafi. I mean, there, yeah. are, there are such things as cultures that really only understand force and power. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's true. I mean, I Russia's think, a culture that only understands force and power. And I think they want a strong man. I think that's they really hard for it. us to understand. And you say like, yeah, it's hard for us to understand. You're like, well, let's just talk about it. Yep. We, we have, have local kind of, cops. Yeah. We've got this local protective in bubble that yeah. we all live in so it's right it doesn't really matter if your president's an idiot sometimes <laughs> right yeah exactly <laughs> but it's not true it does matter on the geopolitical stage it just doesn't really matter as much domestically yeah. whereas in russia if you're president or in chile i don't know if the, do the russians have local cops or is it federales all across the uh, federation i i don't remember exactly i remember that i'm pretty, I'm pretty sure it's federation cops yeah i think, I think so might yeah so I the president's you, federation cops. i want to ask you a question about tucker really quickly were you uh, did you see a shift in his style because you observed him pretty closely from when he left Fox and now that he's doing something. Mm, well, you know, he's very, he's still an employee of Fox News. So mm -hmm. he's uh, under constraints about what he's able to do. But just the style of his there. interviews. Did style he... of his interviews? Uh, I think that his, I think he's, I mean, it's a different show now because it's long form. I guess it's more similar to that Tucker Carlson Today Show. I think that he's probably, um, I think the, probably the lack of structure is probably affecting him a little bit. I think hmm. maybe, positively or negatively. Uh, I think he's just probably getting used to it because he's yeah. worked at like a jobby job for yeah a hundred years in cable news. You know, and I think that the kind of freedom and lack of structure is maybe. Is this something you kind of go into in his book, Tucker's time in media? Yeah, I mean, most of the book is. Um, I mean, it's you know his birth. Well, not even his childhood. His father's childhood, well before that, up until the book ends two weeks after he was taken off the air, and he's sort of still dazed by it and going through it how'd you meet him this, but, uh i was a regular on his show i i was first actually when i came out conservative which was in a piece in the new york post uh <laughs> I and, came out conservative. yeah when i came out conservative <laughs> that was a headline i'm a gay new yorker and i'm coming out conservative which i thought was so and funny that coming out might have been harder i don't actually know. oh it was it was much harder <laughs> way harder than coming out 15 in the middle of the hey, country was I gay. You, man uh, but that was february 2017 and he had me on the show because of that article which went viral which had, i had no idea it would had you been writing biographies before that uh, not I'd written um, magazine profiles, tons of those, uh, but not. This is my first biography. How long did it take to write it? This book was um, a little over a year. Were you like in constant contact with Tucker as you were writing it? Like yeah, I was. Yeah, he was. I tried not to bother him. I bothered him as little as possible. Try to respect his time, but I spent tons of time with him at his home and stayed in his home by his insistence. And so, would you go interview him, take a bunch of notes, then leave, go write as much as you could, and then come back and hit him up again, kind of thing? Uh, I tried to get it done in like chunks, so I would come hang out for a few days at a time, have my recorder going the whole time, and just kind of be there, and then get home, transcribe it all, go through it. Because I'd already done, you know, I there's a lot more, you know, when you're writing about someone's career and all that, there's so much more you're already working on to, there's a lot of history there, there's a lot of words out there, research, out there yeah. tons of that, you know, yeah. Did you find that it changed you, uh, learning about someone else and writing someone else's biography? It did, yeah. Uh, I think with him particularly and, and his wife, Susie, it it made me, not to sound corny, but uh, it made me chill out a bit. It made me kind of remember what was important in life. What do you, you mean? Know? Just because he's such a, he has a very, um, he's he, do, he is not an egomaniac. He's not a jerk. He's a really sort of warm and interesting person. He has a very balanced life. He's, he makes sure he can see the stars every night, you know? things like that mm -hmm. yeah. uh, and I've been talking a lot about that he's very into nature and uh, and he has a really lovely wife and lovely family and so it was sort of one of those like yeah I need to remember what's important it's not what's happening in the yeah. news he's somebody who very much knows that what's happening in the news is not the most important thing in the world I think that's and that's ironic him being at the time as he was number one on Fox you know when I was doing most of this research yeah. 
I find myself wondering about that with America, I mean, all of Western Europe, the world, but definitely America's workaholic culture. Yeah. You see people, especially women, delay having children or getting married yeah. because they think, oh, my career needs to come first. I need to get to a certain level. And we know ultimately, you know, you, you can always be more successful. You can always be working for something more. Whereas, yeah. uh, I, I've quoted this a couple of times, one of the, it was The Guardian, I think, published this story interviewing men who hadn't had children. And they just kept saying, oh, I thought it would happen. So you have these two forces <laughs> saying, yeah. I had my, I didn't put my eye on this thing that ultimately makes life sort of have a meaning that you can't just get from dollars and cents or promotions mm -hmm. at work. Yeah, that that, I, that was something I, I discovered is that he's so, he's so much more interested in, in the bigger questions of morality, family, faith, beauty, mm -hmm. than he is in politics per se. Yeah. You know, which are far more interesting conversations. And, and they're the reason we're supposed to have politics in the first place, to yeah. uphold our morality. And I think a part of his success was he's the only person that could speak on those things in mainstream media. Number one, he because he actually believed them and he wrote all those monologues himself. But, you know, he could do a segment about architecture. Mm -hmm. Like Sean Handy yeah. can't do a segment about architecture because he doesn't <laughs> care about architecture, True. you know? And also, as you brought up, starting families, how young women get screwed by feminism and, and all these other lies that they've been told, and young men as well, which yeah. we don't talk about a lot, no. which he certainly does. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, he's got sons, right? How can you not yeah. be conscious of these things if you're watching, you went through them yourselves and you're raising another generation of people who are combating these narratives that direct them to be ultimately unhappy and servants to a, a corporate machine that chews them up and spits them out. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, and, and uh, yeah, his anti-corporatist stance in the most corporative settings on Fox News was always quite amazing. Mm -hmm. But it's also so it's, it's I mean it's so indicative of just these blurred lines of what is left and right anymore. I mean the fact that the left hates him so much, and yet he and I think one of the main reasons is that he just so effectively holds a mirror up to what they once were and what they still sort of purport to be, which would be like free speech, anti-war, anti-corporatists. And mm -hmm. now they are all of those the opposite of all those things. Yeah. And and it's the Tucker sort of Tucker Carlson Trumpy populist right, I guess that yeah. is very suspicious of those things and calls them out now. Yeah, that's interesting. And that drives the left insane, obviously, because yeah, they need definitely. to be like they're avant-garde fighting the man. You know, yeah, of course but they are the man. But they are the man. They have been right. for a while. And I, they I have been for a while. I always thought it was hard to argue that we're countercultural when they are the they are the culture, right? Yeah, right. I mean, I, right. I and they still now. don't see it. No, no they, they have no idea. Or they do see it and they can't admit it because it's too painful. Right, or they, they, they would just like, shatter. Right, <laughs> right. I always, met, I always bring up how the word bootlicker just disappeared as soon as they came into power. Bootlicker, there was a term, disappeared. I saw oh, yeah. all my friends stop saying it because it doesn't fit the narrative for them. You can't say that anymore. But as soon as I guarantee, if if Trump or another, uh, let's say, like Republican takes office or, or independent, if RFK takes office, that word will come mm -hmm. back. Mark Absolutely. my words. So yeah. we, we, it was in the article. I just had to, there was a drop down. It was blocked. But uh, Washington Post does say. A White House spokesperson clarified U.S. officials and the president have not seen pictures or confirmed reports independently. Independently, The president based his comments about the alleged atrocities and the claims of Netanyahu's spokesman and media reports from Israel. So uh, who do you trust, the Washington Post or uh, the president? Well, the president never said he saw them. So the Washington Post is just clarifying that so he's the, saying the someone else told him. people who are once again trying to backtrack something the president said. No, no, right? no, is no, no. We didn't hear anything from the no. spokespeople. We saw oh, this, the, a statement from the Washington Post. The Washington Post. The Washington Post is oh. claiming yes. okay, that someone said this. Yes. Someone told them exclusively that this is, hmm, but they can't name anyone. And it says a White House spokesperson later clarified that U.S. officials and the president had not seen, clarified to whom, when, how. And whose side is the post on? Are they in the, in the, in the, like the long this video? is the game. I think they're on the if, long side. If Joe yeah. Biden says, yeah. "I never thought I would see it," you're right. He didn't say he saw it. If the Washington Post says a spokesperson clarified, they don't say where, who, to them, to someone else. Yeah. The Washington Post could be referencing a tweet they saw from a White House spokesperson 
who claims to have sent a message to someone about something similar. We, we, don't, we have no idea. It sounds like is someone in the Israeli intelligence or somebody contacted the Biden administration and told them that they had pictures and they were confirmed and then Biden as a bootleg. Let's say Biden the lapdog has just repeated it. He <laughs> well, didn't even Netanyahu's, say like I was told. Netanyahu's spokesman said it. Out loud? Yes. So then Biden Netanyahu's just, spokesman oh, okay. and media reports from Israel. So Biden's are what echoing. Biden, right. He's just, he's, oh my God. Welcome to the like fog a, of war. It's crazy. And yeah. and Biden is contributing to it because either way, this is him not being clear in a statement. And we can go with he's got an agenda. We can go with he has Alzheimer's. It's Dude. not a strong look for a president. And it's definitely <laughs> but, but going to hurt that, him in the polls. Tim, Tim mentioned this earlier, but didn't elaborate. But it was the Saudi, the, the Iraqi thing in the 90s. I mean, that's what made us sort of think of this. And what was the, the whole story was that the Nayira, uh, the Nayira, uh, Nayira, Nayira testimony? Yeah. Yeah. No, was it Nayira? Nayira. Yeah. yeah. Bro. Yeah, claimed that Saddam's forces had pulling babies out of incubators and left him to die. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and it turned out it to fake. be, and it was used yep. to justify the first Gulf War. Like, yeah. And it was totally fake. I yeah. support Israel, Judaism, all of this, but sending them in to commit genocide against the Palestinians will make them the world's most hated country on earth. Not by me. But they, I, people need to understand. I know it's like the breaking point has come. It feels like that. But I, I want to preserve the people. The people. I mean, yeah, it's a challenging position. We don't really know how to say. And I think, again, I, I really credit uh, Ryan Long for his, his well-timed video here, right? Right. Like, so I good. think people want to ultimately live with morality and have compassion and want there to be a right answer. On the other hand, it is very easy for Americans to say like, oh, well, I read three articles from the Washington Post, so I know what's right. <laughs> right. And ultimately, we know that even our political leaders are misleading or being misled. There is no yeah. clarity on this issue. You can't rush to take a statement. You should condemn violence. You should you know, pray for people who are suffering. But you can't ultimately say, I know exactly how to fix this because we don't. And what's wrong with saying I'm, emo I'm emotional right now and I, and I don't have to have an answer or... A I've got a solution potentially. What do you guys think about making offering Palestine to become the fifty first U.S. state? <laughs> no, I don't. Why? Why would we do that? Because I got I got an idea, an equally as plausible as Ian's idea: a pizza party for everyone in Gaza and and in Israel to come together and celebrate, and then we'll have the I Rolling like Stones play. So there, I'll, I'll tell you why: be because it would give us. Yeah, will do it. It would give us a trade post in the Middle East, a permanent place to go, give us a vacation spot like Hawaii. It bro, would give us trade routes, bro. bro look, Look, you're, not right now, sense. but in 30 or 40 years. What, what you're saying is it, a joke, okay? Um, I think... I'd rather buy the Baja I'd, I'd rather joke around and offer legitimate, funny, weird solutions than I'd just watch people die. Like, what's the other... So, I haven't heard uh, one okay. solution other than that. All right, here's an equally as plausible solution to yours. We'll we'll, we'll have a whole bunch of clowns. I, I know you're going to shit on it. That's why I asked them, man. I know you don't like it. You already told Bro, me that. You, it's, in, it's psychotic. Well, it's so also, is this war, dude. You're, you're, you're making, proposing for, annexing another get, country. We can't well, even get Puerto them. Rico to be a 51st state. What you're saying is a yeah. nonsensical waste of time. We can't even take over in Greenland. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever happened to that? We've barely developed more, Alaska. This is more <laughs> of like saving their lives kind of thing. Maybe not a state. Maybe col colonial. I don't want to. I don't want to oppress said, them. We I already like said we were backing Israel in this. We already said they're yeah. our allies. But so I love. I love, I, love, can, I love how Ian's interventionism is so extreme. He wants to annex and colonize Palestine. <laughs> you can, yeah. What I want to do like, is improve them into this racist man. country. I want to improve yeah, living conditions in Palestine because if you support Israel, you improve living conditions in Palestine. They'll stop attacking. No, they won't. No, it's not. That's not it. Or no. there's a likelihood that the attacks will decrease if they're not starving to death. Potentially. No. Potentially. Maybe. 
Maybe, but no one can say. You don't know, and I don't. I don't think judging on these actions that it. Works. I don't think from the river to the sea has anything to do with food. No, yeah, it does not. What do you mean from the river to the sea? Exactly. If you don't know what that yeah, means, maybe you should put hold it in context up. for people. Okay, so most people who are listening and hearing you talk about making Palestine the fifty-first state, which you're probably referring to the Gaza Strip, well, we'd have probably to, we'd have to partition it with Israel. But yeah, right. Okay, that's, which, that's which makes sense. The problem, but that's the whole when problem. they I chant, don't like it. when they chant from from when they when they're chanting from the river to the sea. They are saying they will seize all of the land yep. that is now Israel. Mm -hmm. They are not saying we're hungry. Help. They're saying from the yeah, river to the I, sea. I understand the militant uh, war goal of Hamas, but that's not the people I'm talking about. I'm talking about the civilians. How would you remove Hamas from this? We're going to annex a country that Hamas is in. 44% support. And then we're going to have an occupied vacation home in the Middle East that we are now the US creating. military would occupy that we would like, then have a like Taiwan. then we would have turned on Israel and have a hostile relationship like I don't understand what this would no, do no, for Ian's anyone. saying the US military should occupy mm. Palestine and force them to our laws well, this, I'm not saying to colonize or to yeah, conquer how else would that look I, I want to offer them the would, opportunity to petition to become a state if why? they want because they otherwise want they're going to get annihilated and completely decimated and genocide they're gone so why is it why would you say that the Americans should intervene on this? Like, why? I just is told you because we could set up economic trade routes with uh, Israel and, and then Egypt. Point two million Palestinians can move anywhere they want in the continental United States, and God knows how many terrorists are in that. Forty-four percent support for Hamas. Yeah, Hamas would probably be their governor. They probably elect a. a so we would a, give them all American passports. Islamic <laughs> governor. Yeah, I don't think uh, Hamas they get senators. The so like the squad <laughs> yeah. gets two more members. Yeah. There would be tr yeah, that would be part of the deal. That would be a part of the deal. I mean, they would get it. I got a better They idea. would get representation. They get American can be tax the 51st money. state. Yeah, that would, no. actually, my friend that told no, me this said states. he wanted to make them both <laughs> American if states. If we're gonna get another state, I say we take the Baja Peninsula. Next time, we bail out the Mexican banks, you know, and then we can increase our land I, that way. At least it'll be attached <laughs> to us, and it's way easier to defend. Why would we take? Wait. I think make any sense. the idea of uniting states doesn't stop in North America. We could have a global citizenry of united, delocalized Dude, states. This is like British Empire stuff, man. <laughs> <laughs> this is like, no, 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 Empire. Ian, I'm not Ian talking about, talking about What if the sun Ian, never set on Ian America? Ian starts working out, and now he wants total global intervention. Yeah. <laughs> no, dude, I don't care what they're doing in North Dakota, man. I'm not the kind of guy that would send so the feds So you don't care in. what's happening in our own country, but you'd rather I mean, send I our care? military forces to uh, two different countries. That doesn't make sense to me. Well, you know, they defend themselves. They have state militia. They have state government. You, you, it would take and, 40 years and to Palestine set And Palestine doesn't up. have a way to defend itself. They're clearly uh, obviously able to launch violent attacks. Israel is obviously not, able to retaliate. Don't conflate Palestine and Hamas. I'm not saying Why that. not? Because the Palestinians, a lot of those people are civilians. They voted for it. They're, some of them, you said 44%. Yeah, that's called a plurality. That's, that's called some of them. How that's less vote. than half of them, man. And that's voting. And that's only adults. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So? So how many kids are in there? And they're not they're not Hamas? Not right now. Let's How many? 100,000? 800,000? The, the thing is, they're still willing to put like a missile system underneath, or like on, on top of a school. I know. They're like held the, hostage. Or, or a children's hospital and stuff like that. I know they're being held hostage, but like, you know, even in under Geneva's rules, like if you're using a school or a hospital or whatever, and you're using a missile site there, that's now a military site. It's no longer that's a why hospital I'm, or a That's why I'm proposing radical solutions, because I understand yeah, this yeah. military doctrine dictates that you wipe them out. I understand. 
Yeah. Okay, well, it's a nonsensical solution. I, it, I know. It's politically, it seems like it, it's, but it's politically, physically, militaristically, economically impossible to do. impossible, but it would be ridiculously hard. But I mean... Understatement. It is, it is for all intents and purposes, impossible it, to you do. You need their... They, they would acquiescence. It wouldn't be a forced okay, thing. Okay, so, so need, first, you'd have to go to full-scale war with Iran. Uh, because the moment you bring any kind of uh, U.S. presence towards Palestine for the purpose yeah, of offering annexation, Iran's going to declare full-scale war. Lebanon and Hezbollah are already threatening to bomb the carrier strike group that's there. Right. Like, it's just nonsense. Come on. We'll go to Super Chats. We're going to go to Super Chats and hear what y'all have to say. So smash the like button, subscribe to the channel, share the show with your friends, and head over to TimCast.com. Click join us. Become a member because we're going to have an uncensored members-only show coming up for you in about 25 minutes. You don't want to miss it. And as a member, you can submit questions and ask us these questions on the Uncensored Show. Christopher Lambert super chatted, one day I will be first. It's today, my friend. You've won. Huh. I sweet. love this race. I think that's so You funny. win. Sweet. Good job, you win. dude. Good job. Noah Sanders says, I know you read, you read my chat last night, but the Uncensored episode from last Thursday still isn't working on the website. Thanks oh, for all yeah. the work you do. Yeah. Who, who do we have to? Me and Kellen are working on that right now. We have to figure it out. Is it just something on Rumble? It might be. We don't. We haven't. Tr I haven't actually checked with them. We have to do it. It's noted right here on the desk, though, guys. So don't. Well, worry. let's get that get up. Base. Let's do it right now. Can you message someone right now and tell them to do it? Yeah, I, I'll be able to look after the show. All right. Well, I'll do it right now because we're not going to wait till after the show. So we'll just. Uh, I'll just get in this and. Uh, uh, while Tim's doing that, I'll take the opportunity to shill my concept of making Palestine the fifty-first state because it's a good <laughs> idea. It's the best no, idea I've heard. Not, no, are you? Not. Remember, I, North Dakota. Ian doesn't care about you. But, you know what? When I first heard the idea from a friend, I thought it was complete. Non, I was like, yeah, it's moronic. And then I shut the computer off and I was like sitting there. I think I we should make well. Switzerland the 51st state. And then I think we should also make Japan the 52nd state. Like, Why we can't not? just claim other countries. It doesn't make any sense. Of course sense. we can. We've been doing it since the dawn of time. Yeah, but people are really let's, against you know, it. Gotta, I know. Gotta, I'm British. Let's, let's, let's violate the Geneva Conventions, the Hague Conventions. Let's go to war with Iran, Lebanon, Saudi Arabia, Jordan. Uh, let's... Uh, let's so just the military create... industrial complex grows and grows let's, and grows. Let's start. A little piece I got of an idea. No, Ian's right. Let's go to World War Three right now. No more waiting. Send in the strike groups. Instantly have war declared on the United States and all of its allies, and nukes go flying over his proposed idea of annexing Palestine. For the record, World War Three began in uh, September 11th, 2001, and let's, America's let's, been let's winning just, it. You know what? I'm tired of waiting for the nukes to fly. Let's take Ian's idea and just get the nukes to launch immediately. I'm still against them being a 51st state, but it would be much fla flashier this way. Tim, would you rather? Be wrong, be right. Would you rather be wrong or be dead? What if you had to pick? If you had to pick one, what does that just, mean? Just in general, but what does that mean? Would you rather? You, would you have to find out that everything you thought was real, right, was wrong, or I'm would you wrong, rather be? I'm dead? wrong all the time. Honest question. I'm wrong all the time. That's why we bring out a bunch of people, different people from different backgrounds and different political opinions. That's why when I used to say things like, you know, I think there was reasonable gun control, I no longer say these things. That's why we had a legitimate conversation numerous times about abolishing the police and why i've gone on to say that michael mouse is correct that police absolutely would kill children we saw this in maui he was right about that this is like kind of the, the premise of the show is that we're learning and experiencing and trying to understand the world but the reality of annexing palestine which would fundamentally makes no sense because are you talking about gaza and the west bank together we'd have to partition it with so the, so you're talking about first we have to militaristically force a two-state solution which would then result in war with iran and lebanon maybe maybe probably saudi arabia if we forced it yeah right so you we can't do that so then there's there's that's it full stop right now before you can offer up your proposal you need a two-state solution in israel yeah okay then we'll come back to us when that happens <laughs> all right let's read some more raymond g stanley jr says tim shout out to blm 
Woke college students and far leftists, thank you for revealing to the world what we've been, what we've always known about you, that you trash human beings. May you continue to show your, yes. I'm, 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 you know, a lot of Democrats are coming out, not right being like, there was that guy, David Weissman. I respect, respect what he tweeted. He says the right was right about Black Lives Matter. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. Mm -hmm. Thank you for, for, for recognizing that. That's good. Step in the right direction. Ryan Hunter says, I've been handed a life sentence on X for advocating for the use of lethal force in justifiable self-defense. Y'all won't be seeing, there, seeing me there anymore. And my blue check money will be going to the Cast Brew Coffee now. Keep rocking. You know what we're going to do? We're going to make Cast Brew social media. We'll make the, on the Cast Brew app. You can post your thoughts. And I'm kidding. I thought you were going to say <laughs> we're going to make a blue check mark roast, but. <laughs> blue check mark roast. It just tastes like blueberries or whatever. <laughs> Raymond G. Stanley Jr. says results are in of the TimCast IRL audience poll. Should Palestine be the 51st state? The winner with 42% is no. The second place at 38% is WTF are you, are you on about? <laughs> <laughs> Kalishnikov says so much for breaking out of an open air prison. I don't want U.S. to further any involvement. However, I fully support Israel's scorched earth in Gaza. I, I don't. You see, that's a problem. Yeah, so much, when man. Lindsey Graham goes on TV and says we're in a religious war, level the place. They're playing that message right now for everyone in Gaza saying, see, this is what they're going to do to you. You have to join us. You have to do these things. That's how you perpetuate war. If Lindsey Graham had gone on TV and said, I, this is a, a terrible travesty. What Hamas did was, was an atrocity. They must be held accountable and we will do everything we can to protect those who are innocent civilians. That would have played substantially better. Yeah. Instead, he's just making, making it all worse because these people want war and they want war with Iran. You ever look at a map and you see you see Iraq and Afghanistan and what's right in the middle? It's almost like we were surrounding their country. Hmm. Wonderful. Cam says in the Bible talks about nations will surround Israel in the end times. Crazy that it might happen soon. Love your content, guys. Keep it the, keep it the fight. That's why someone super chatted us about the red heifer. Yeah. So I looked it up and I was reading about it. Like there have been people trying to breed red heifers and import them. Oh, yeah, wow. just to, just to like ex accelerate, basically. Do you get into yeah. the yeah. religious part of it all? Like, the, do you, are you religious yourself? Do you do you find the the, the story of a, of the apocalypse and? Well, I'm certainly interested in it. Yeah, for sure. So, what what are you saying with the red heifer? Oh, trying to breed. Well, so there there it's it's uh, I don't, I don't I'm not going to pretend to know anything about this other than I read one article. Surge might know. And you need like 10 red heifers, uh, a pure red heifer with not a single blemish must be sacrificed to purify yes. the, the third temple which and they haven't mm -hmm. seen one in thousands of years. Uh -huh. And so what happens is they're they're trying they keep breeding red heifers. Yeah. And th then it'll be born they'll go this one's it and then it'll grow up and then there'll be like a few hairs that are the wrong color and like nope, not pure. Right. It has uh, to be inspected by numerous scholars and, and rabbis to confirm not a single blemish, a perfect red heifer. Uh -huh. And it's not, it's been thousands of years since they've seen one. Huh. If they genetically engineered one, they're trying with that. Would that they're it's not, they've been trying. It's not working. Yeah. That's crazy. Like hmm. there's always, they're all they're, like, there's going to be a few hairs that are the wrong color. It's, it's like, blemish. Mm -hmm. yeah. yep. Some yeah. blemish somewhere, a little spot somewhere. Wow. Yeah. Nothing you can do about it. Yeah. But this person is referring to is like the Battle of Armageddon and Megiddo and the Megiddo Valley and stuff like that. If anyone wants to look into it, definitely do do your due diligence because it's crazy. Hmm. Yeah, where's... Oh, we're all right. Super chats. Eric Miller says, Tim, how about making a tribute blend for Casper where all the proceeds go to a cause the Discord is supporting once a month and we get coffee? Yes, perhaps. It's, it's, it's not super easy to set up um, a blend. And I got to be completely honest, they don't make that much money. I, that's just a reality. Like we're, we're, we 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 want to do um, 
specific blends for various personalities. Like you're talking about Alex Stein, Primetime Grind, 2X Caffeine, and <laughs> Seamus Coughlin's, uh, you know, uh, Irish coffee or whatever. But like the amount of money that would be made off it is just, it's not even worth, it's it's almost not even worth promoting individually. Like that's the, that's the problem. It's like, you know, we're, we're going to do it anyway, but I think based on what it costs us to make, what we make from it, and what the individual, it, the like the amount of money we make off each bag, it doesn't, it can't compare to a normal ad read. So asking someone like Alex Stein, hey, do it, do an ad read for this coffee and you'll get the profits or whatever, he would make more if he did a normal ad pitch through any other company because we just don't make that much money off the coffee. So buy more coffee. I suppose, though, if we sold all of it at once, it would be worth it. But based on like the amount that we sell per bag, it's not that much. If we launched like 5,000 bags and sold them all in one week, that would definitely be worth it for, you know, Alex or, or Seamus. But I think they're both interested anyway, so we're going to try and do stuff like that. Sounds like once we franchise that you'll start selling 5,000 bags a week. Wholesale yeah. is, is, is going to be big. Mm -hmm. if, we can, if we can start moving like twenty to 50,000 bags through a network of smaller stores, that's when you know, people like Alex are going to, or, or like, like, like a charity is really going to like, uh, get a good return on this. So that's what we're looking at right now. We're working with chef Andrew Gruel about the franchising agreement and everything we have to do legally. And then we're also looking at wholesale and the big win obviously is once you get a contract at a chain of supermarkets, you're good because now you're like instantly moving thousands of bags every week or something. You know, a lot of people, they go to the grocery store. There's like a ah, coffee there. They'll grab whatever. There are some that I like and some that I don't when I go to the grocery store, but for the most part, we only drink Casper now. Yeah, I got I got to be honest, like we 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 formulated these blends. Mm -hmm. uh, most of them, some like there's a Colombian, it's Colombian, but uh, for that reason, I think it's obviously the best coffee I've ever had. Yeah, it's good because like I put it together. I'm like I'm mixing stuff and I'm like let's try thirty percent, thirty percent, and like here's what I like, here's the flavors that I like, and then I'm like this is the best coffee ever. <laughs> Did you do like the French roast and stuff as well, or were those just like regular ones? The the French Colombian, those are Colombians. The, yeah, the, it's just like. Basic, basic blends, oh, right? Okay. Like the, the we get we get the beans imported. There's a we have a distributor that they put it all together. Right, right but right, like okay. the like uh, uh, Appalachian Nights, Roberto Junior. Those are blends. Right, stand your ground is a blend. So the stuff that we're making is like a unique proprietary okay. specific thing that we put cool. together. That's well, cool. French roast is still good, guys. Hmm. I like the French roast. I like pumpkin spice. Uh, <laughs> really the French roast and the pumpkin spice are my least favorites out of all of them. Wow. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But Appalachian Nights is just wow. Dude, it's my favorite coffee. Stand your rounds all day. But yeah. Rise with Roberto Jr. sells the most. Yeah, and there's yeah, no yeah. question. It's because people want Roberto Jr. It's a celebrity factor, mm -hmm. you yep. know? That, that brand power of, you know, Roberto Jr. died. <laughs> yeah. He had a heart attack and died suddenly. Mm. Our oh. rooster. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's our true yeah. influencer, you know? Uh-huh, yeah. It is crazy, yeah. though, that, like, even the rooster is helping sell the product. Appalachian Nights has has no mask on it. It's just, like, it's just... Because uh, we're here. Which is Appalachia, you know? <laughs> yeah. And people are like, that's cool. So it does sell well and it's really good, but people want the rooster on the bag. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They want that rooster. So I'm like, we'll just put more roosters on bags, I guess. <laughs> well, because in all of the, the birds, at least as far as I know, all of them have names. At, at least one point, yeah. all of them did. There are so many. Well, now, now we have RB3. RB3. Yeah, Roberto Jr.'s son, his, his heir. And heir uh, Dorothy, right? No. Dorothy's Who's, been around for a while. Who is Roberto Jr.'s mom? Uh, that was... I believe that was Katarina. Maybe she should get a bag. She died. But in her memory. Cancer. Yeah. Oh. Had cancer. Yeah. Oh, no. But she's the matriarch of this. Yeah. So <laughs> the, the thing is about the original batch of chickens we got, it was in January and we were warned by the farm that this is an early and weak batch. It's still cold out. Mm. And we were like, no, nah, it's cool. And they've been sick. Mm. In fact, uh, oh. two of them died right when we bought them. They were, they were weak and sick. 
And then uh, Roberto Jr. was the first born of the original batch, and he was sick. Mm. So it's like, but then we, we, we brought in some diverse genetics, and we've mixed them all, and now they're, they're all fairly robust. So, you know, oh, good. good for the chickens. Good for the chickens. We got RB3 now. Looks just like his dad, but he's got white on his oh. wings and body. All right. Wyafet says, Ben Shapiro pointed out that Hamas doesn't live by Western morals. We think it is insane and wild that someone would behead babies because of our morals. Hamas wants the eradication of the Jews, my right. people. That's, a, that's, that's another thing that people don't understand is that if you look at the way Israel operates, it's operating under a very typical Western moral standard. Mm -hmm. But the, the, the Palestinians do not have the, ex the same moral standard. This is why the left supports Palestine and the right tends to support Israel. Because you have on the left, the oppressed versus oppressor. When we had Max on the other day, he was mentioning that Israel has the power here and therefore it's like, oh, that's the, the leftist moralist view, mm -hmm. right? If we don't have that, I don't think power inherently makes you wrong or evil. Yeah. If if the fighting between Israel, if no one was funding them and it was just war, we'd be like, well, the war is going on again because you've got war in Sudan and Somalia. How often are we talking about that? Never. The U.S. has a vested military interest in Israel. Israel has become more powerful. And now the left is saying, look, look, they're oppressors. And I'm like, well, y'all are at war and one side is getting better weapons. I would like it there to be no war. But there's there's look, man, when one side says we want from the river to the sea and the other side is like, please stop attacking us. You know, what do you do? You can make land with volcanic magma by redirecting it into the ocean and it'll cool down and create more land mass. Yes, and will that get? Will they? Will they clone Jerusalem? And you, you, <laughs> at you, least you, they're you, like only nine miles away. This, the actual solution know. would be like create a parallel mirror dimension of an equal and opposite Jerusalem. Oh, like in the pod, put the mega Jerusalem. Jerusalem pod, yeah. Yeah. mega Jerusalem. Bizarro Jerusalem. Yep, and then it's yeah. like, well, now which one's the real one? I don't know, but you can have that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying Israel's one. innocent. Or we've got the moon. I mean, there's all kinds of solutions. We could just ship people into space. We're working on Mars yeah. underground. Yeah, we haven't really talked much about the underground lifestyle. Nobody wants to live underground. Yeah, the problem is they're all fighting people? over the Holy Land. The subway. God. <laughs> what were you gonna say, something, Tim? Before that, I was, I'm not saying Israel's oh, yeah. innocent. Yeah. Right. People keep Nobody's saying, like, look what Israel. Yeah, it's war. Right. That's it. It's. I mean, everybody's innocent, but. Obviously, everyone's complicit. Everyone's if, involved. If the colonists who came to this country were enslaved and caged by the Native Americans and hundreds of years went by and there was a minority population of white European settlers who still lived here, the left would be like the poor white people. Oh, they're oppressed and, and mercilessly beaten. Yeah, it's 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 the Marxist worldview of oppressed versus oppressed. Exactly. Yeah, they're not all exactly right. Why yep. I said that. Okay, let's grab some more super chats here. Oh, we got a stink bug flying around. Uh oh. Oh, there's so many. They're right invading. Now. Lurch685 says, You guys are full of it. Crying when Israelis chip a nail, but you're silent when Palestinians are massacred in mass. Complete hypocrisy. Occupied people have the inalien inalienable right to resist. Uh, thank you for the free $10. Um, when Hamas broke out through uh, of the fencing and then started killing civilians, I think it's revealing that you called that chipping a nail. Yeah. So your opinion is uh, uh, is 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 understood, and uh, I welcome you to give more money to say it. But we see through what you what you're really saying. <laughs> like, dude, it it is reasonable to come out and be like, "Hey, I don't like what Israel's doing with Gaza. It's an open air prison. Yes, they, Hamas should not be targeting civilians. It's bad for them strategically, politically, and it's going to cost them dearly." No, you can't even say that. Okay, then spare me. What, that, that's why when I see these leftists, they're holding signs saying no more funding for Israel. I'm like, what they're really saying is they want Israel defenseless so they can eradicate them. Right. Yeah. That's why I, I can't stand that because it's like, 
I'm like opposed to foreign aid for libertarian reasons and like America reasons. I don't, you know, like what, what's going on. It's not been justified. But these people are like, yeah, I agree. No funding for Israel because they actually want to go and start killing people. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll grab some more super chats. Matthew Reckham says what Tim is talking about is called semantic shift. My favorite example of it is how the original old English meaning of silly was blessed. Wow. Hmm. Really? I didn't know hmm. that. That's interesting. And I believe the word sink was created by uh, Shakespeare. The kitchen sink. Huh. It's like a bunch. He like invented a bunch of words. Oh, yeah, he did invent a lot. Yeah. So many words. Neglectful Sausage says, when Biden said finish the job, he meant the Crusades. (laughs) (laughs) Did the Christians start the Crusades? I was trying to remember. Uh, Yes. The Crusades were Christians going down to recapture the Holy Land in Jerusalem. Oh, okay. When the Ottomans had it? Uh, That probably... I don't know if like, the Ottoman Empire was like it was like, exactly the thing, but they're just taking from whoever had the, at the time. Yeah, there's been a lot of them. Been, like I think three or three or four crusades. There were more. There were more. There were, well, there are jihads. Children's there would be a crusade, then a jihad, take it back, then a crusade to take it back, then a jihad to take yep. it back, and yep, that's why this is not going to be sorted out too easily. It's going to take a while. Heath Hansen says, "I know it's been suggested before, but you guys should read the Storm Before the Storm about the fall of the Roman Republic. The parallels to today are striking. Love from the great state of Iowa." I mean, honest question: Why why can't the Palestinian people, uh, if they are in an open air prison, go to say Jordan or Saudi Arabia or Egypt, Egypt yep. or Lebanon? Mm-hmm. Why don't these countries want to accept these these poor refugees who are trapped in an open air prison? Because the point is for them to be trapped in an open air prison, mm. right? It's to have that because they want the leverage to make Israel look bad and attack Israel and take over. The point is taking over Israel. Yeah, at the end of the day. Yeah, at the end of the day. So they need. The, so of course they're not going to want to move those pal- those people into. Into their, their own countries, countries yeah. and safe countries, exactly. Oh, here's a good one. M says, Madeline Albright said, it was worth it when talking about half a million children dying in Iraq based on lies. So she's a terrorist, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, absolutely, yes. Uh, 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 <laughs> no question from us. <laughs> I don't know what you think here. <laughs> yeah, we <laughs> like, agree. <laughs> um, uh, Barack Obama should be criminally charged. He should be retroactively impeached and then criminally charged for the killing of Anwar al-Awlaki and Abdurrahman al-Awlaki. Make your arguments about Anwar being a jihadi and fighting against America, fine. But I'm not. We're not. We're not going anywhere with Abdul Rahman. If if you accidentally kill somebody, that's manslaughter. Barack Obama ordered a drone strike that killed an American citizen. Lock him up. Right. You want to complain about Donald Trump ordering uh, ordering a commando raid in Yemen, which killed an eight year old American girl? Absolutely. Investigation. Get the evidence. You prove it beyond a reasonable doubt. Lock him up. Impeach him. All that jazz. The the the. I will always issue the clarification. The drone strike in Yemen. We know it's been confirmed and admitted to. And the commando raid in Yemen, while confirmed, we don't have the same hard evidence of the killing of the eight-year-old girl. Those are allegations as of right now. I think they should be investigated 100%. No free passes. No free passes for American war crimes. So, uh, yeah, you want to complain about the Iraq war? Bro, that's what we are all on about. The Iraq war was disgusting. We shouldn't have been there or Afghanistan. The U.S. really just wants to get that cheap gas, don't they? And they won't build nuclear power. How about that? Anyway... Why a Fed says special force have been offered to help rescue hostages since some of the hostages are American citizens. That's right. And what they're saying is right now it's logistics and finance. They're saying no actual boots on the ground, but I fear that it could get to that degree because it's what they do. It's what they do when people get kidnapped. Winston Alexander says, shouldn't pro-Palestine American protesters also care about the Americans killed or taken hostage? Also, shouldn't we evacuate Palestinian Americans from Gaza? War is hell and we are funding both sides. War is hell, and we are funding both sides. That's a good point. Yeah. Yep. 
Especially if it's true that weapons from Ukraine and Afghanistan are leaking into into uh, Gaza. You know where we are getting that money from is the cent the central bank. So really, it's the central bank that's funding it, and they're making money on it because they're getting interest back on their on their loans. Lurch says, "I effing told you guys." Lurch is also the person who said that the terror attack on civilians and the murder of civilians was a chipping was chipping a nail. Yeah. Same dude. Oh, well, hold on. Lurch, if you think that a bunch of dudes storming into a music festival in a bunch of uh, small towns and massacring people is chipping a nail, then you clearly have no issue with what Israel does in Gaza because, you know. Got him. That's stubbing a toe. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Why do you care? <laughs> yeah. Oh, Palestine stubbed their toe. Oh, yeah. No. Like, come on, man. I, I, I can't stand the, the people who are like, the, you, you, we recognize it's war and war is bad. We want there to be no war. But you're not winning any favors from people who were born after the start of it by celebrating the killing of civilians. Sorry. That's what I was saying to Max the other day. I'm like, okay, Hamas, is they, they feel their only strategy and only tactic is military and the kidnapping of civilians. Then they've lost internationally and they are resigned to their prison. Because the way I see it is if there's somebody locked in jail and they're screaming, I'm innocent, I'm innocent, let me go, I shouldn't be here. And then you're like, man, I don't know. I don't. Uh, I, maybe you are. That's horrifying if you are. And then he breaks out one day, runs full speed towards some random 20-year-old woman and mercilessly beats her to death. I'll be like, y'all should probably be in prison. Yeah, but then <laughs> if the prison guards start exterminating all the prisoners, then you're like, whoa, who's the bad guy now? Well, it's more well, like what do the prisoners do? They, they were like causing ruckuses and like, which Planting one of them are evil? We don't know, but right, we're going to so let this one out. And he turned out to be one of the bad ones. And then so they you're just saying kill that a bunch of prisoners are making weapons and shivs yeah, and guns like chaos in, the, and in then, the prison and then they break out and start killing people so the prison guards start shooting at them i'm like uh-huh they, they if so like what happened is the prisoners some of the prisoners break out they they kill a bunch of people so the prison guards kill those or they maybe not then what they turn their eyes on all the prisoners that are still behind bars what no. do they do to them because no. that's what that's those people in gaza right now but what if no, they're not prisoners that, come over here if you don't want to be in prison you're anymore. implying that I don't israel, know if there's a solution <laughs> you're, you're implying that israel out. looked at gaza and says let's just kill people no well that's what you said it's like it's like the analogy collateral, of the it's like prison in the way kind of is that israel is targeting the 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 military and weapons depots the hamas depots that where they're where they're storing weapons and and their base of operations that's the argument. Yeah. And you can argue that Israel takes a wide uh, respect to what that means. And there's a lot of collateral damage. But the implication would be that after a bunch of dudes put a bunch of weapons together in the in the in the hospital as a staging ground, then broke out and started killing people. The guards started opening fire on the hospital area. And there were there were there were workers and stuff in there who got hit as well. And they were innocent. This is called war. And it's called collateral damage. And it's why war is, is BS. And it's why we hate war, because collateral damage always happens. I don't know. I don't know what to say, man. My point is, if they were really like, hey, we're in an open air prison and they broke out, maybe they would run from the prison. Right. Maybe maybe they would run to the area, uh, uh, area where they were safe and outside of the prison. So the argument about them being in a prison, I think, is nonsense because a prison is something you break out of and escape from. Mm -hmm. No, the argument is the land that Israelis live on 75 years ago was theirs and they want it back. OK, well, now you're at war. That's not about being in prison. That's about you wanting to go to war. That's why when they break out, they go to war. So the left lies about everything. They're in an open air prison trying to escape. They're they're marching peacefully. I'm like, bro, if they were trying to escape from prison, they'd run. Max yeah. Blumenthal last night was saying that they would. I don't. I'd never heard this before. But the march they would return. They would put their weapons away and walk barehanded to the gates and be shot and killed on their way. They get shot in the legs. Get shot. And they're like, well, if we can't 
petition with our with our hands like open than what that was that was hard to hear and the, and i suppose the issue is that's the palestinian argument the israeli argument is probably they actually did have weapons they were hiding them not every one of them did but a leftist tactic that we see in the united states they will call for a public peaceful protest what they're really trying to do is build body mass numbers yep. so that the people with weapons can go and hide in the crowd exactly yeah so when they're like mm -hmm. we were marching peacefully israel's probably like dude like one in 10 had a gun and they were planning on sneaking through the crowd and shooting at people. It's it's their only weapon is international public opinion to be like, no, look what they're doing to us. Look, True. they killed all the children that we threw at them to kill. Yeah, exactly. They were used as shields. It's their, their only weapon. I mean, obviously the weapons out, they murder wow. people in terrorist attack, but their most powerful weapon is international opinion and bleeding heart Western liberal governments. Mm -hmm. Joseph Metzler says, Jordan took in 500,000 of them and they caused many problems. Jordan killed 30,000 in one summer and forced them all back uh, force them all back to wow. Israel. Wow, I did not know that. Well, I don't know. So fact check. Was yeah. there also yeah. what's the number of how many Palestinians had Israeli work visas? Thirty thousand, I think. Don't know. Something like that. Every day they go back and forth. They get to work in Israel. They go back. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it wasn't. Well, there are, there are people of of like there are Arab Israelis who live. Yeah, in of course, Israel, Christian Israelis. Yeah, yeah they're and Christian, right? Certainly, yeah. mosques and churches in Israel. Yeah, yeah. there's like four hundred. You know, there's a lot. It's not, yeah. not a little amount. So. And, and there's tons of asylum seekers in Israel from Palestine who are gay. Yeah. Who apply <laughs> yeah. for asylum in Israel. Right. That's because like, they'll get killed in Gaza. Yeah. If queers I, for Palestine. Yeah. If anyone hasn't yeah. seen uh, uh, Alex Stein's uh, gays for Palestine thing in Plano the other day, it was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's pretty good. <laughs> All right, everybody. If you haven't already, would you kindly smash that like button? Subscribe to this channel. Share the show with your friends. And head over to TimCast.com right now. If you'd like to watch the uncensored members-only portion of the show, which will be up on the front page of TimCast in a couple of minutes, you can follow the show at TimCast IRL everywhere. You can follow me personally at TimCast. Chadwick, do you want to shout anything out? Uh, you can follow me on X, uh, Chadwick underscore more. Uh, if you want to find out about the book, you can go to TuckerTheBook.com and uh, you can buy it anywhere you get your books. That's awesome. Uh, I'm Hannah Claire Brimlow. I'm a writer for TimCast.com. You should follow at TimCast News on all social media platforms, Instagram and X. If you want to follow me personally, I'm on Twitter at HC Brimlow and on Instagram at HannahClaire.B. Guys, thank you so much. This has been a cool conversation. Mm -hmm. This was, I agree. Uh, thanks for coming in. Also, I, the conversation tends towards like down a drain. It's all going in one direction right now. So it's cool that we got to talk about the book a little bit. Great to meet you, man. Yeah, likewise. Same to you. I'm Ian Crossland. I'll uh, catch you guys probably tomorrow. Have a nice day. You mean in three minutes? I'll catch you in three minutes at TimCast.com, behind <laughs> right. the scenes, members only. See you then. Yeah, uh, it was interesting. I almost forgot to mention, uh, last couple days, my one year anniversary of being on the show. Oh, wow. Oh. sick. Yeah, I'm super excited about it. Anyways, you can follow me at Surge.com on wow. Twix and et cetera. I know, it's crazy. It doesn't feel like it's been a year. It's been a year. Like, yeah. I found, a, I found I put on my coat. Because it's like getting cold out, and I reach my pocket and find a receipt from March of 2022, and I was like, "Whoa, oh wow!" <laughs> Anyways, guys, yeah, cheers. Let's see you in the after show. All right, everybody, we'll see you all over at TimCast.com. Thanks for hanging out. Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. 
With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit